Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. It's Brick. What up, Red Pill? Blue Pill. Tell it. Know the Ledge Radio. Tuesdays and Fridays, let's go. I present you red and blue pill and prescribe you to take them both. They said you need microphones, I'm the virus, I need a host. Know the legend, don't cross it, cause you might overdose. Release those yeah. toxins from your conscience. Play the beat through stethoscopes, it's for my folks. The originators, atmospheric pressure raising. Thoughts be constantly in orbit, till my page is out of space. Cosmos, astrological, a star right in your face. Didn't plan it like Pluto, melanated the greatest race. From niggas to gods and clearly just a human display. Walking immortal, live forever through these songs I make. Rigatologists, Discover this very deep inside this continent. They had to pass many courses at their local colleges to study what this naga did. Futuristic shit, 2125, and when that time exists, they will realize who the Messiah is. Let's break the foundation with that fire spit. It's telling yoga flames, I'm on my street fighter shit. I swear I wish my ancestors they ain't find this shit. Transatlantic travel maiden voyage from the cargo pick to picking cotton and sugar cane and then refining it. Trying to restore our dominance. Black power in this motherfucker better know it. Give them the truth, they tell me give them more risk. These black laws, yeah, you better know it. I'm less of a rapper, more of a poet. This my open. Maintain focus as we enter through the pillars of realness. Truth revealing. Tuesdays and Fridays live so you can feel it. Oppress pray every day to hear me kill it. More than just an intro. This was how I'm feeling. We just left the scenes calm. And we ain't finished building The sky is the limit We just crash through the ceiling Feel the energy of the crystal speak Spiritually a symphony Charged by the elements for many centuries Libations for our ancestors Keep it spilling beat We evoking the spirits that guard us from our enemies I shape, I create, and I display what I made Give it straight to the people Feel the power in waves Black fist in the sky, but this ain't hip-hop array We're putting pressure on these culture vultures watching decay It's time to take back what's all the monumental display Kings County only royalty around me, come on! On the track, live from the land of snakes. With the same nigga playing your wake, wanna give your hands a shake. Bitch, we got bands to make, rubber bands to break. Guns and butter, that land on lake. Got bread, got plans to break the Brooklyn way. When Tony killed Manolo, had to look away. It's a war going on, starting to look like yay. A power worn is battle torn, thou should not kill. When diamonds is dancing, spending time in the Hamptons. Building shrines in these mansions Dancing from the tropic of cancer The topic of tantra Heavy breathing On top for the mantras Throwing ballads With mandalas encrypted Compile of the scriptures Fuck Twitter Only follow the mystics The dons To put hollow in the biscuits Across from the Apollo is the district I'm in the Nile Valley Crocodile Valley The Nays Mori The greatest story The haters worry with the poor me, pity parties Got the porta potties for the shit you kicking The reaction at his best was knee-jerk Creep to put your debut on a t-shirt Niggas co-signing fuckery These suckers be acting three-fifths of a man Co-signing Mike Puckerby 
On the low like how the fuck it be Luckily, none of these niggas ever fuck with me Fuck a beat, my prospect is designed My mind is ecotically designed A prophet of the time My pockets is aligned with property for shrines My grind is monopoly, my mind with prophecy in mind I'm in the hideaway, wide awake, listening in the chance of roosters Aligned with the mind of Mansa Musa, enhance the future Wars of the Manson future, jabbing in Dubai, we dance the future With a time to be a scorpion, provoking To those who don't share the sentiment, death to all you simpletons Soon to be joined by my co-host, the brother Blue Pill. Make yourselves comfortable, family. We're going to allow the family to fill in the seats for the night. Salute to everybody who has joined us tonight. The chat room is open in case anybody wants to log on and, um, you know, do the chat room thing. All right. I'm waiting for my co-host to call in. All right. Let's give him a minute. And in the meantime, we'll give you a little bit more music, you know, a little bit of bit of warm-up. So if you want social media, do me a favor and share the link. Let the family know that we're broadcasting live from the Less Radio. Tonight we're doing the facts episode, food, art, clothing, technology, all right, shelter. Salute to whoever just retweeted the link, all right? But um, let's do some music. My brother Brick the Foundation, representing Detroit, Michigan, um, Ohio, the whole region out there, the Midwest. Salute Keith Horton, New Era, Detroit. Salute the brother Brick the Foundation. All right, we'll be right back. Up a 
paper like a scarecrow. And he hits the main for the music manifesto. And he hits the main. I am waking up, ready to go. And he hits the main. No steroids, I'm paranoid, they drugs I use the natural healing powers of the guys up above As up there, so below, I am riding like my soul Building levels of this energy in me, I let it go Allergies, just a formality, medicinal, my smoke I got a fever for this knowledge, fuck your college, watch my growth I see the truth, black guy, young hey, Rube, I go hard Son of Isis and Osiris, hieroglyphics left the clues On the wall, of the pyramid, so they can't hide our roots More your fabrics on my body, God, body, I salute the loop I language, then I change it, say each other's back to you, the foundation of a king We just tryna say to you from being real niggas A.K.A. new feel niggas Lost souls, I give a fuck about how you feel niggas Deal with it, all that goon shit I can't condone it, keep it real with you And it hits to me, new routine Come and build with us, I'm a king, it's in my bloodstream I'm my crown luster, like a sunbeam How we navigate that water like a submarine How we break your jaws, the ass up like any histamine I'm a pharaoh, any histamine Up a paper like a scarecrow, any histamine Royal music manifesto, any histamine I am waking up, ready to set go Any histamine Family, uh, let me know if you can hear me clearly in the chat room. I'm on my headset right now. That sound or those tunes, the tune that you just heard is from the brother King T, my good brother, uh, Brick the Foundation. All right? That's that turn up right there. All right, without any further ado, let's go ahead and welcome in our co-host for the evening. Call us from the 347-273. Peace. Peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to everyone who has joined us tonight. Yeah, I don't know if it's my Mm -hmm. phone, but your phone sounded like it was wavering just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But it was good. Yeah, for the family in the chat room, just let me know. Press 1 if you can hear me clearly. If not, I will will switch the headset into the speakerphone or just go straight up. Because I'm trying to avoid putting that, that phone in my face. You know, I got a phablet. It's kind of of a big phone. And like I said, salute everybody that's joining us tonight. Um, All right, they said that we're both good. Awesome. Um, Shout out to PBS. Uh, We started to show a little late because I wanted the family to have the opportunity if they decided to, to view the PBS special on the Black Panthers I don't know if you guys get PBS outside of New York, if it's a nationwide thing, but um, they're they're premiering a documentary that has come at the right time. Whoever planned this one, we got to, you know, we should invite them on the show to read people's charts and do some first 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 charts. Yeah, they own their shit. They own their Minister Jew, Noble and Pooh swag. Like, they, they write on time. And um, from the first hour that I saw, well, you know, it was it was. I was a, getting was I was getting texts about it. They said that uh, it was on point. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's uh, right on time. You know, Let's just say that yeah, it's poetic. It's definitely justice. on time. You know what I'm saying? It's an ultra light beam. This is a god. It's that ultra light beam. So, yeah. Facts. They're giving you whoever the climate. Whoever planned that? Yeah. Yeah, they're giving you the climate. Um, they already got the they already got the um the Emmy. I'm sorry for cutting you. 
Not a troop. They already got the Emmy? They already got the Emmy for that. Pack that up. Okay. Put it on the shelf. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? That should be a given. You know what I'm saying? That's a, yeah, that's a done data. Just, just so, based um, on what me and you was talking about earlier in regards to these particular, um, these edifices of the academies, you know, whether it be Academy of Film or Academy of Music, you know, arts and sciences is ultimately what we're talking about, you know, right? So yes. <clears throat> these particular academies that endow these artists with the rewards for their art, you know what I'm saying, for their contributions, um, I think that, like you said uh, in our in our conversation, a very large part of that is determined by the timing, you know what I'm saying, whether somebody comes along at the right time with the right message that pretty yes. much uh, speaks to where we're at as a people, almost prophecy, all right? In the realm of arts and science, I think more so because we can't say that this happens 100%. You know what I mean? We know that Spike Lee should have won some Oscars if that was fully the case, you know, because Do the Right Thing was on point and it was on time, and he got jerked for that. We did see Kendrick, you know, yesterday uh, Mm -hmm. get rewarded not only for going to the outer limits as an artist and being daring enough, right, to control, to change and then control the narrative, but do it at a time that he spoke to a need and a necessity for something to be said and the way that he went about doing it, it was very artistic because it had never been done like that. So he was rewarded for that. Can Mm -hmm. I go on my back? Permission from the elders to speak. Permission granted. Ah! Now, I've always said, you know, I made a, I've, I've, I've added on to the narrative by saying that the cultural expression of what it is that we in in the, in the conscious community or we that are on the path of enlightenment, you know. We spoke about the importance of being able to express ourselves with our art and our scientists because keep them like, let's look at this documentary that's on TV right now where they're giving you a detailed rundown on the tactics that were utilized by the U.S. government, the the, uh, United States of America's government by the U.S. dot through the Federal Bureau of Investigation, through the leadership or stewardness or the wardenship of J. Edgar Hoover, they show you. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 if you miss the documentary family, go to your favorite pirating site. I don't know which one you guys use, your torrents. Get it. Get the show. You have to watch this. If you, if you are involved, I don't care if you want to save the whales you might be in here, you know, whatever your involvement it is in the movement, you could be a Moor, you could be you could do it with the Hebrew Israelites faith. Anything that falls under the banner of righteousness, black liberation, awareness, because people like playing with words these days. 
okay? <laughs> the Torah, you know what I'm saying? The New Old Testament, whatever you want to identify with. If your ass is on the terror list, if your organization is identified as a subversive group in America pre-Donald Trump or Hillary or Billary Clinton, okay, you better watch that Black Panther documentary. Or we ain't talking about Wakanda either. <laughs> you know? And don't watch it just to get glimpses of Angela Davis. We ain't, we ain't talking watch about the Carolina Panthers either, bro. We ain't talking about Cam Newton family. and do, We ain't talking about dabbing on them. We're talking about some real shit because what they're showing you in the documentary is the way that they were infiltrated and the way that the United States of America was able to successfully paint them as domestic terrorists. And the minute, the day, the J. Edgar Hoover put that edict on our good brothers and sisters in the Panthers, which at that point became a global organization because they were sitting down with the Chinese, they were sitting down with the Vietnamese governments, they were sitting down with global uh, they they fulfilled the dreams or they fulfilled the prophecies or they fulfilled the um rather they fulfilled the charge that Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all of the other leaders were talking about becoming global with their movement. They became global family. All right. They they offered them an embassy. The Vietnamese gave gave them access to a whole embassy. So when he deemed, when Jagger Hoover deemed them the number one threat, the public enemy number one, the number one threat inside the borders of America, that now gave the police departments who were manipulated by the federal government the charge, or rather the the marching the orders. Yeah, the marching orders. Yeah, they they gave them the marching orders. Them. They deputized them. They uh, radicalized them to go on a murdering spree, all right? And that's what happened. And they routinely rounded them up. They renditioned them, okay? They renditioned them and they executed them uh, 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 systematically through all of their different strongholds, all right? And then they started throwing charges on them. This is where you get the Panther 21. This is where you get Tupac being born inside of the jail cell. So the importance of being able to demonstrate and the importance of being able to explain what your plight or what your message is to the world through not YouTube or not through the regular routes that we're taking, which is basically verbal route. You know, it's it's not mass. You know, it's, it's straight. Uh, it's, just, it's just straight up. It's just raw. Mm-hmm. But what you saw last night, in the demonstration that Kendrick did, did, the theatrics, being able to take your revolution or your message or your plight, being able to incorporate it in an artistic form, broadcasting that around the world. Now, that demonstration right there, compared to other demonstrations, we will have to be able to put that on the scales and weigh it out. You know what I mean? At this point, because we are in an environment that you know, they are doing the same thing because that the reason why we're saying to go and watch the documentary is because if you are, if you have eyes that can see and ears that can hear and you understand, if, if you go and listen to some of the past shows we did, like the one where we brought the sister Empress Sekhmet on who was arrested and charged for having a video on YouTube that the, the Europeans or the policy enforcers deemed to be subversive. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
she was speaking, she was defending herself, and she was saying black power, and she loves her people, and, you know, she had some issues with some white supremacists that were online, and um, she spoke out against that, and then brought the blickers out, brought the shooters out, the goonies. was like, look, you know, I'm about that life. Like, I'm with the shits. You know what I'm saying? We're not playing over here. And that got her a charge, and it wasn't a regular charge either. Mm-hmm. So there's a there, there's a there's a need for some of us, not all of us, because I'm not saying this to incite any kind of fear. But what I'm saying is this: the same tactics that are being that that they're playing nowadays in a modern day society, where they created propaganda campaigns not against one organization, multiple organizations. The Moors was getting hammered. Uh, Oh five, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. When I was going down south to Atlanta, I was seeing all the Bruh, stories about on. the squatters. Yeah. Let's keep it one hundred because people have a tendency, you know, not only to forget, but just everybody's not up on game. The campaign against the Moors started September twelfth, two thousand and one. Okay, I should know. I was in court. All right, so I can mm-hmm. tell you the very first case that they used, Patriot Act and domestic terrorism was on the Miami 7, all right? These were seven Mm -hmm. brothers out of Miami who were studying Moorish science, and they were, were, some of them were former Hebrew Israelites. I think some of them may have still been into that particular um, doctrine, all right? Mm -hmm. They had sent an infiltrator, an FBI informant amongst them, and they said that these brothers was practicing for some sort of subversive acts. They beat it three times in court because it was bogus charges. And the majority, like I said, when they campaigned against them in the press, it was all about all oh, these brothers is into this esoteric form of Islam called Moorish science. And this is when they started introducing the lexicon and the jargon in the public, all right, and pushing the envelope against the face of terrorism being melanated. Melanated. So Miami 7, do your research. They caught them after the um, the third trial, some trumped-up charges. I think they, they got one of them to flip and turn state. And then they hit them with, you know what I mean? They hit them with some time. So this, this was always the plan of the Patriot Act to bring this level of domestic scrutiny to an organization that was challenging the very infrastructure of this said de facto corporation, U.S. dot, okay? And it's very hard to, if if you didn't have your finger on the pulse at that time, if you weren't able to, from angle, or you understand the history of crusades, so you weren't able to appreciate the language that they were using because they were telling you everything they were just speaking not in legalese, but they were speaking in colorics. But once you understood what they were talking about when George Bush said this is a continuation of the crusade, yes, <laughs> it ain't hard to tell. So, you know, they, they, mm-hmm. they, they have always been a recipient. And after them, after the Moors, and it was the Black Panther, the new Black Panther Party, you know, yeah, homie, and through the um, through the Obama, 
through yeah. the um, Obama, what's going to call it, the buildup, the spell. You know what I'm saying? When he was on his campaign family, uh, there was a show that we did called Black Magic Matters with Brother Obar. Uh, there's other shows that we've done with Brother Obar. There was another show that we did with a brother named Terrence Hicks. Go and check out some of those shows to study, you know, uh, what these brothers are talking about when they're talking about witchcraft and magic and spells. If you're not aware of it, if you did not get the memo or the tweet, you know what I'm saying, you were put under a spell in 2007 by Barack Hussein Obama. I don't know the, the extent of the damn spell, but it was a heavy fucking spell, okay? Because it, it put people to sleep. I don't know what form of witchcraft he was doing or what <laughs> form of spell casting was taking place. Yeah, I don't know who his you know what I'm saying? was. I have trouble remembering 07, 06, like for real. Yeah. My point of reference to when a lot of things started doesn't really go past the yeah, campaign. Like 05 and 07 is, is scrambled for me. That I get lost it all the time. I'll be like, did that shit happen in 05 or was it 07? Damn. Yeah, shit scrambled, Pete. So something definitely happened, you know, where so, the, the, yeah. the timeline was interrupted. Exactly. So during that campaign, the Black Panther, the new Black Panther Party, rose to uh, nationwide attention. Uh, they um, actually highlighted our brother King Shamir, all right? And... Mm-hmm. What they were talking about, they took a soundbite of an interview that the brother did, and I believe he was talking about the execution of infants and other things of that nature, all right? So Bill O'Reilly got his hands on it, Sean Hannity, you know, all of the warmongers, all of the rebel rousers over in the white, the, uh, the European, the KKK side, goddammit. You know, let's just keep it a buck, you know. And... um. That was very interesting, you know what I'm saying? Keep in mind that it doesn't matter about the outcome of these stories, or it doesn't really, they don't deal with the follow-up, like Bill Cosby shit. You don't hear about the acquittals. You don't hear about the, the, the triumph. The damage is done through the media in the initial charge. Right, accusation. They don't, right. Yeah, the initial accusation is the charge in itself. They're They're not appealing to... Uh, conscious people who want to study and do the research and follow up. No, they're appealing to uh, more yeah, instantaneous. Yeah, Instant, yeah, instantaneous people that lock, lock, How yeah. can how can we plant the seed and it take root? That's all they're interested in. You know, they ain't they ain't interested in mowing the lawn. It's like now, nah, let's see this shit weed up. Yeah, that's not what the twenty four hour news cycle, social media, as well as this new media that they created through. Um, Fox 5 and all of the sensationalized media, shock and awe media, that's not the spin. They call it the spin cycle media. You know, we're not talking about uh, Dan Rather and, 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 and investigative studies and things of that nature. We're talking about sensationalism. We're talking about rebel rousing. We're talking about all of that shit, that Alex Jones boasts propaganda. You feel what I'm saying? The same thing that you're watching when you when you look at this whole thing that went that took place with the Panthers, you know what I mean. It didn't matter about 
what happened later on when all of the documents come out that they were set up and all kind of other bullshit was taking place and they have to free people after 40 years for being innocent. It's the initial violation. So they painted them with that brush, Homeland Terroristic Organization, New Black Panther, whole lot. Boom. It was never repealed. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever did the paperwork to get them off of them. Still stands. So let's make a long story short because we do have to get into the show. What we witnessed last night, you know, and to go back to what you were saying, Blue, about the effect of the award show of these awards because we have to, you know, remember hashtag the Oscars so white. Right? Everybody talk about they gonna boycott the Oscars and then we have to develop another award system. Hey, fuck it, let's go to Kevin and get the Assault, pull out the studio sauce. Pull it let's pull out the Assault. You know, let's pull out the Pata Awards. And that's a great idea. But <laughs> keep in mind that when we decide to do these award shows, they have to be qualified. You have to have you know, because you're dealing with contracted artists who belong to corporations, they're still part of an industry that we don't necessarily own. So to even imply that we're going to come out a third party, that we're going to create an award show to reward artists that don't belong to our corporations, they don't belong to our industries, they're not contracted to us, that shit is blasphemous. It's not going to happen. It doesn't even make sense. So right now, because we're dealing with the now, it's good to have ideas and everything, but in the now, there's still a standard of awards, and that standard is the Grammy and it's the Oscar, and those artists know how to utilize those award, those rewards or awards to help further their career and their tax bracket and their worth, their net worth, their stocks. That shit is a stock raiser. Like Kendrick's stocks have been raised overnight because he won five yeah. awards. Out of here. Rap. He solidified in the history books as the uh, de jure conscious artist of the 21st century. Goodbye, Kanye West. You're no longer relevant. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> the Pimper Butterfly here. was Kendrick's answer to the Yeezy album. It was his version or it was his interpretation of a rebel slash conscious album that Yeezy failed to deliver. But it was his interpretation of what a conscious rap album should sound like. And the people slept on him. The people threw him away. Let's keep that in mind. While everybody jumps on, oh, they're calling him King Kunta and King Kendrick all over Facebook and everything. But let's keep it a buck. If he didn't win those awards last night and if he didn't do a performance and fucking Drake won or Nicki Minaj took the award or Tiger or one of these niggas or Young Tiger. That's the album of the year. We would never be talking about uh, the album. We would never be talking about Blacker, uh, Blacker than than because that shit bit out, and it was again no spins. Nobody's talking about that. It was part of the whole um, microwavable instant, you know, instant uh, uh, hits that they got out there. Where that shit be hot for a few hours, it's trending, and then something else happens, and we forget about it. Facts. Niggas wasn't holding up that album like that. They wasn't running with that album. And that album was right on time. That album spoke 
in clear terms. That that every single cut on that conceptual album spoke to the now. Kudos to that man for what he did. Kudos to that academy, or kudos to the arts, the 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 the, uh, academy for rewarding the brother. And I know what people say, oh, when you get a reward or, or an award, that's the cracker's way of pouring, you know, they try to dilute you like that because what they'll do is give you five awards like they did Lauren Hill. Then they'll make you do the follow-up, and they won't give you any award. They got you tied around their face. <laughs> All right. One thing that I do know is that we're dealing with an artist who may be a little more than a superficial, you know, he's not Kanye. Like, this is a great juxtapose of two different artists and the demise of one and the rise of another. I know you're going to take a shot at me, Blue, because you just you was listening to The Life of Pablo, right? <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, you're <laughs> and you're rolling with it, you know? You understand what it, But the timing couldn't have been better to see, you know, for those of us that listen to different artists and we follow the the, the, the trajectory or we follow the um the decline or whatever, this 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 was very interesting. This was very interesting. Oh, man. You know. Cause what Kendrick gave yeah. and what he's giving um, and what he represents. Huh? Your phone is bugging. I don't know if it's it's this, right? Yeah, and I was just having a conversation with one of my partners about this. You know, Kanye's, I mean, Kendrick's good for the next 15, 20 years. What I said in that interview with Rich still stands. They will reward him and he will slip through because Kendrick is not a threat. Sorry. Mm. And you say that why? Because he's a likable kid. There's not enough about what he does that is sexually threatening to the psyche of white America. Mm? Like I said, what we saw last night was primal in terms of where they was like, oh, you know, but it's not Huey P. It's not a rap. This is what I would say. It's, it's, it's because it's not it's not it's not pockish. You know what I'm saying? Like my partner said, I would and just, I oppose to you. Hold on. What mm-hmm. ideology? What ideal does Kendrick represent in comparison to, let's say, Tupac and Thug Life? That's an ideal. What ideal, what in the back of their mind are they saying he's rewriting the code for Erica and Adam? What ideal does he represent? King Kuta. This threatening. Thank you. Are you you finished? I've been finished, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to jump around a little bit and not even answer that question, but I'm just, you know, 
deal with a whole bunch of other things. No, no, I'm, I, my shit is about litigation, brother. I ask no questions, doubt. I need answers. Yeah, I ain't with the jumping around. That's that shit they doing uh, on the just... street. Yeah, I need answers. <laughs> now I was actually playing with you. What he represents in nutshell is a new consciousness, right? Because mm-hmm. he's still the poster child of quote unquote uh, 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 um, generation, right? Mm-hmm. Of youth. Mm-hmm. Remember, he comes out of the it's, it's Kanye, Drake, J. Cole. That's that generation right there. They all came in the game together. He represents mm-hmm. the transformation of a quote unquote street dude who has a level mm-hmm. of intelligence. Okay, so we're mm-hmm. dealing with we're dealing with a majority of what we know as the young gods and goddesses in the conscious community now that on his path to enlightenment or on his path of know thyself, he has grown as an artist. He has evolved. He's not blind. He's not deaf. And he's not dumb to the, to the, to the things that are taking place in his immediate environment out of the fact that he's getting money and he's successful. He's still allowing himself to express himself, right, in a way that he's showing that he's not afraid of conforming. He's not afraid, so he's not conforming to, you know, the industry standards of what they they want you to wear, tight-ass jeans. They need a dance. They need you to do a dance. And you got to mumble a little bit. You feel me? You got to mumble on some tracks. And, and, you know, you need to show up in a video with a pecker wood, with a white girl on your arm, you know? I'm being a little simplistic, but that, you know, there's there's certain means that niggas got to follow these days. He's not representing that. He's not he's not trying. He, his shit was unapology, unapologetically blackness. Straight Compton, you know, he's like, I'm not trying to merge like how a Kanye is actually trying to merge the LBGT with the consciousness, with the uh, uh, I love everybody. I'm chilling with Caitlyn, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just, he's just all over the place. He has no definite, no definition. And like I told you earlier, the Beyonce video, the formation, remember, Kanye uh, Kendrick thing is not necessarily out of the realms of what he's expected to do. He didn't break his mold. He's still being sincere and he's being honest to who he is as an artist. Yes. Beyonce with yes, the formation, she broke the mold. Right. Yes, yeah, she broke the mold by coming out and getting on her revolutionary shit and saying get information. So yeah. what she represents she, with all of the black sisters, all of the 85ers, all of the people that she's been programming over the year, she's leading them over the bridge. Once they get over the bridge, because now, remember, you got thousands and millions of people now. How many times was Black Panther Googled? How many times was the Black Panther Party researched after the goddamn um, Super Bowl? People are being exposed to new information. Now, when they cross over that bridge, who's there to greet them? There's no identity, because remember, we're in the age of celebrity now. They're not identifying with, even though 
There's teachers in the community that are identifiable. You have Umar. He's on a on a Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? And other people. You got the Hidden Color series. People are somewhat identifiable with them, but those people have not achieved the level of celebrity status. We live in a society now where it is celebrity driven, primarily because, like I said earlier, what Obama brought in, he brought in the age of celebrity through the presidency. That's why Trump is winning the way that he is. It's about celebrity now. So now Bro, I the artist. Hold on. I seen Snoop Dogg at the Kennedy Awards. I don't know. <laughs> at the what awards? They were doing a tribute to Herbie Hancock and President Obama. And Michelle was in the stands. You know how they be having the Kennedy Awards and they all dressed up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they was doing yeah. some tribute for, for, for Herbie Hancock. And Snoop came out and did a tribute. It was it was crazy, mind you. Oh, huh? Yeah, but I think more rappers have been in the White House in this one term than have ever been there. Like, that shit is no longer, you know, like a bucket <laughs> list type of, like, he's like, nah, I've been there five, six, seven yeah. times. Like, he had Kendrick in there. Like I said, homie used imagery mm-hmm. of the White House to express his angst, it propelled him to five Grammys, and he ended up in 1600 Pennsylvania. What's fucking with that? Yeah, and then he gets the tweet from Obama that says, Brother's Keeper, after he wins the award, right? So going back to what I was saying, in this age of celebrity, the people, not the conscious people that's listening to the show right now, not the family, not the family that's watching side of the TV, not the family that's compromised of the network or the community. No, family. I'm speaking about your younger sister. I'm speaking about the homies. I'm speaking about the cousins. I'm speaking baby mamas. I'm speaking about mommy, daddy, grandma, and all of them. They rock with Beyonce. Mm-hmm. They are, they are, and they are, they are woke. They, they will be woken up and they will be charged through celebrity. It just right. is what it is. You can't, you can, we can't charge them. We can't get mad at them and, you know, go against them and, you know, they're fake and they're phony. No, it just is what it is. Pay attention to the times that we're living in. So when they, now they have someone to identify with, once they cross the bridge, they don't have an, identi- an identity of what consciousness is. It's not what Beyonce showed them. She showed mm-hmm. you, she showed you a spark of, I'm getting information. I'm information. I'm information because somebody's feeding me some shit. You know what I mean? Right. Now I'm 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 waking up to who I am. I'm taking trips to India and Bali and other places and yeah, I'm I'm learning some shit. But when they cross over to that bridge, now they have a man to identify with, a prototype, and that will be Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Because this is what he represents. So our people love success. Our people love the victor. Our people are into victory. A victim, a victim, a, a people who are constantly inundated with victimhood will identify with victors. So they're identifying with the victor in, in Kendrick Lamar. He's victorious now. 
So now consciousness or conscious rap or the mentality of, yeah, the whole mentality of that energy. It ain't even, I don't even want to put a name to it. That energy that the family, if you are in tune, if you're listening, if your ears are to the ground, there's a rising of an energy. This is all about energy. This whole planet, this whole existence is what? Energy. And it's the fact of being able to tap into that energy. And when you tap into that energy, that's when the magic happens. When you tap into that energy, that's when things begin to move. So there's there's a building up of an energy on a global scale that's taking place for our people. Portals are open. The ancestors, the elders are becoming ancestors, which will make them more powerful on the other side. The portal is open. Mm-hmm. So we are in a precarious time right now where we are now allowed and we are now in a position as a collective to tap into a power that has not been here for a while. It's all about interpretation. You feel what I'm saying? If you interpret things from the eyes or the standpoint of a victim or from a, from a, from a, from loss, if those are the glasses that you're looking through, if your glasses, if the glasses that you're seeing this world are, you know, broken or rose colored, right. you ain't gonna make it. And I think it's a wonderful juxtapose because let's take both of these artists for instance. And I don't want to, you know, we're not gonna talk about this all night, family, but we still have to discuss it because this is affecting cultural society, your children, ultimately, and the psyche of America. This is going to be shit that spills over into larger conversations, all right? So Kanye, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, Young Thug, Kirk Franklin, The Dream, Kelly Price. So this is a brother that is a Christian rapper. Still, he still is identifying himself, or he's a Christian who raps. Kendrick Lamar is also a Christian who raps. So already, we told you Black Lives Matter already changed the face of what quote-unquote consciousness is, okay? Because they're mainstream consciousness. That's how they identified. When people look at, oh, this, okay, such and such, you know what I mean? Chances are they're not going to identify with you could show them a picture of Sarah Sumasetti. You could even show them a picture of Polite, but you show them a picture of somebody holding up a Black Lives Matter band, you know, if they was taking those tests, right, that the psychoanalysts use, they're going to be like, that's consciousness. You show them Kendrick, they're going to be like, that's consciousness. You know what I'm saying? You show them Kanye, I don't know what they're going to say. He's somebody that has brought forth this conversation about, um, you know, uh, uh, black angst, you know what I'm saying, and racial prejudice on the level of where, you know, even billionaires are discriminated against and shit like that. You feel me? And that's the campaign that he's fighting. But like you said, at the same time in the audience, he got, you know, uh, transgender, uh, you know, uh, Bruce, or whatever he did, and the Kardashians. And we had an interesting conversation about that earlier with Brother Rich. You know, all those technically, all those women of that family, not Bruce Jenner, those women, all those white women, 
Now we go into the identity matrix. Now we're dealing with these modern terms that are really non-applicable to the ethnic complicities that we're dealing with on this planet, right? They will be considered gypsies. Were those technically always considered white? Hell no. All right? But nonetheless, you know, you got this brother that speaks about black angst and the black struggle and the black identity, right, as having or being part of one of the most whitest institutions in pop culture. Okay? The, the, what people consider the uh, torchbearers for debauchery, right? And then you got Kendrick, you know what I'm saying, who still got his shorty with him from day one, right? Some sisters don't appreciate the fact that she's of the uh, lighter tone, persuasion, or what have you, right? Identifiably, I don't know what ethnicity she is, but being that the brother is from uh, California, I would probably say she probably got some Mexican in her or something like that. You know, you don't really hear a lot of the brothers' um, religious undertone seeping into his music. And the life of Pablo was that. It was a lot of religious undertoning. You know, this is a brother that's crying out. This is a brother that is completely conflicted. You understand? He, I, yeah. Surround fair shit. You can tell he has mental issues because it's about <laughs> it's about God one minute and then. You know what I'm saying? He he's fucking models and getting bleached on his shirt the next minute. You're a married man with children. Like where does that fit in? Who are you rapping for? You know what I mean? Is it fantasy rap or you telling your life? And you know, it's confusing, man. It shit is just confusion. And even his performance, you got your pants hanging off your ass, and I know that might be the cultural thing right now. You know, no. it, he just my dude just looks like he's out of whack. He looks like he has some very serious issues that he's struggling with. Man said he was $53 million in debt, okay, juxtaposed with an artist who bought him, what, a $50,000 house and said that he lives by his means. He don't spend such and such. You know what I mean? He's in the communities for the community, you know. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at, and they're both Geminis, right, from what I understand? Yes. So that is within itself is a juxtaposition. You know what I'm saying? What's interesting and, um, is Kendrick was born on the same day as Steve Copley. June 17th, 1987. Steve Copley was June 17th, 1952. Brother King Simon cool. gave me that fact. Yes, shout out to King Simon, indeed. You know, um, yeah, we, 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 we would definitely have to look a little bit deeper into that. You know, I, I, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate the place that music is at artistically. You feel me? In terms of if they are setting the bar, this is now the bar. I'm interested to see where they take the art next, where the other artists step up. You know what I mean? I know my project is on time, so I'm excited about that about as well. My project is hella, hella on time. It was all it's about timing. timing. It's all about timing. It's all about timing. So, so we were waiting for the time, 
to do to release or to, you know, interject in this global conversation that was um, brewing. It was it was building up. But after last night, you know, for those who could see the great divine speaks through signs, well, shit, it's time. The gates are open. That's why in the beginning and the ending of last year, strategically, I did what I did and put forth that song or, you know, released that song through Sarnetta's portal, through Sarnetta TV, because that was my official um, entry into, you know, the whole musical genre and taking what it is that we do through the arts through a whole nother channel now. Because what we're doing here on this level is beautiful. I have no problem with it. There's a level, there's levels to this shit. There's different levels that one has to take on their path. You know what I mean? In order to reach a larger audience, in order to create um, a, a, a budget, or the, in order to create a, a treasury, in order to do and to fund some of the many projects that have been uh, in, in the incubator over the past few years. You know what I'm saying? So. I'm really seeing the power of music right now. I'm complete, my my vision is completely clear on what medium do we have to use in order to speak to the hearts and minds of not a thousand people but multi millions of people right now. And in my mm-hmm. humble opinion, family, it's the medium of film, as I've been saying all along, and it's the medium of music. Now, when I say film, people might think that I'm talking about movies. It's the difference between movies and film. Film tends to be documentaries. Film tends to be accurate depictions of people's lives. That's how you have the film festivals. They're usually independent movies. They're dealing with um, telling a story from a place where it's a docudrama, a docuseries, a documentary, and things like that. A movie is more into fantasy. A movie is tapping into fantasy and things of that nature. And I would say that we have to tackle both mediums, okay? Mm-hmm. But I would rather start – I could start at film. We could do film because we have the cameras now. We have we have brothers in the community. This is what the facts is about tonight. We have brothers in our networks that have movie cameras, and they are well-versed in editing. They're well-versed in videography. They are very um, talented when it comes to telling stories. So what we've been looking for all along, we have finally found. So now we're able we're able to take the music, create film. Yeah. Because the music the music the music is monumental. The music is, you know, bar none the uh it's just ahead of its like yeah, it's 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 nothing's fucking with the music. You feel me? And it's not a disrespect to anybody else with music in the community, but you know, it's it's shit, man. Listen. Before we continue, re- re- repeat what you said to me earlier about Beyonce breaking the mold and the artists that were uh, that are known throughout history to have broken the mold because a lot of a lot of people don't realize that before yeah. Nina Simone was a conscious artist, she was a classical pianist. I, if you if yes. you have not seen the documentary, that, um, yeah. 
when 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 people are reporting this particular story about Beyonce, if it's not being put in a proper cultural context, they're missing the point. And the proper cultural context is that she has stepped into a long, prestigious line of elite artists who have gone against the grain and gone against the well wishes of their record labels and gone against with the 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 their um who they were perceived as right in society to be, and they broke the mold. They became somebody totally different. That would be. Stevie Wonder. That would be Nina Simone, like he just mentioned. That would be Marvin Gaye. That would even be Bob Marley. Okay? That would be Michael Jackson. You understand? So, all of these artists, all right, responded to societal pressures that were so real, right, because an artist is supposed to reflect the times, okay? This is what a true artist does. An artist synthesizes what's going on around them, and they project it in a form of art. So she will join that pantheon, whether it was scripted or not. If it was scripted, you got to give these niggas more credit than you've been giving them, okay, because they know how to pull one hell of a hand. And you need to get you some. Get you some lessons. Yeah. Go to their class. Figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Send your babies to their colleges. All right? If that's the case. But even if it is, there's a piece of it, inspirational, inspiration-wise, you should be able to extract from that where you can, you can build mountains with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you're in love, like, you don't need a full tank to go off of. You just need a drop or just a piece in your tank, and you're good all day. <laughs> like, you know, the person that you love just send you a, a, a smiley face or, you know, just encouragement. Like, you, you know you're that dude, right? And you're like, huh, I'm good. Like, you know, you, you moving through your, your entire day like, you really that dude. You, you got, you know what I'm saying? Just put that battery in your back. So... It's the same thing with the, the inspiration from these artists. It's the same thing with the inspiration from these imageries and what have you. You just need a little bit to run with and go create your art. Don't try to figure out who and what's behind it. That's thinking too deep into it, B. You're going too far. You're missing the point. You feel me? Yeah. Like, get to it. This shit is about art. It's about expression. It's about getting on that stage, man. Bump what you heard. It's about getting on the grandest stage available. Facts. You know, I seen my homie Pitt close that shit out, man. Shit was a special moment. Who? Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull? I didn't see that. And he closed the Grammys out, man. And he got a Grammy last night. He did what? He got a Grammy? Yeah, he got a Grammy, B, for Dolly, his last album. That's my dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, this shit for us is different because we were there. You know, these people are people that we we, we grew up with and we grew up around and we've seen them propel and excel to these points and these places that they're at. 
Everyone's doing the work. Don't let nobody tell you no different. Facts. In their own way. At yeah, their I, own I, speed. I, I but can't speak for everybody. Even, hold on. People in this community, there's nobody in this community who's not doing the work, whatever that means or whatever that is. You know, how their work compares to what you think their work should be is of no slight to them. That's on you. You got to wear that. That ain't on them. They doing the work. Even if they do it one day after week, God damn it, they doing the work. Facts. So we need to get off of that, man. There be niggas that be clouding these platforms up, so concerned with what the next man is doing, but they talking about how good they shit work. How would you have time focusing on what the next man is doing if your shit worked that well? And why don't you call that man and invite him to get some of what you got? Sit in your classroom. Get a download that you got to offer. Why are these niggas so concerned with somebody else is doing? That shit amazes me. Where do you get the time? Don't you niggas got families? Hmm. Any fucking side interests? You ain't, you know, doing nothing extracurricular? You read books, right? Well, you got the time to be watching with somebody. So you're looking at a fraction of what somebody else is doing, unless you are investing 10, 15 to 10 hours out of your day watching what the next man is doing that you're not qualified to speak on what the next man is doing because how could you possibly know? How could you know? How could you possibly know? If you're not spending 5 to 10 hours studying what the next man is doing, how the fuck can you know what he's doing? Hmm? You jumping on the IG and the FB? You listening to blog talk? You looking at YouTube trying to figure out what the next man is doing? Hmm? Five minutes out of their life? Hmm? Five minutes. Niggas is weird, man. That stick with what you're doing. It's a great fucking thing, but you diminish it when you focus on what somebody else is doing. You weird ass niggas. It shows just mm-hmm. how fucking weird you are when you open your mouth. Yep. Delayed response. I'm going to tell you what I've been doing, apparelnormal.com, all right? That's the new website for the shopping market, okay, of the future and beyond, all right? That's where it's going down. The Boldly Go with No Street brand has gone before apparelnormal.com. It's not your normal apparel. You get it? That's where you can find that good crop circle clothing, the boldly go clothing. And we got a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to be rolling out in tangent as well. So apparelnormal.com. The law44.com is back up. You know what I'm saying? I, I relaunched it last night. You know what I'm saying? During this very auspicious time, today is the 47th day of the calendar year. It's 47 days from our birthday to the end of the calendar year. Okay, so we're somewhere in between right now. You know, mathematically, our math is on. A paranormal Kabbalistically equals 448, you know? And I didn't even know that when I did the shit. Just on it. I'm on it. Trust me. Man, there's so many 44s this weekend. Even Kanye, all those tweets about Paul 
All them shits was sent that 644, 944. I got him in the bag. He's going to make me a legend. You know what I'm saying? So as we're talking about, we work in tangent with people. I ain't studying what he's doing. I just let him do it. And when I come up for air, I'm like, oh, okay, he on this Pablo shit, making me a legend. Thank you. But why? Because we made him a legend. You know, I was the very first person to put that brother on the front cover magazine in 2003 before he got in the car crash, before Jesus Walk came out, before Through the Wire. And here I go, using the law of 44 to tell you that that nigga's Ursa Minor. He's the bear in the constellation that had to hand it over to Draco to Drake. So all eyes on Drake, summer 16, let's see what he bring. You know? Because this King Kendrick, Drake thing is quietly, that's a quiet beef nobody talks about. They're battling for the hearts and the minds. Jay Electronica mm-hmm. just took itself out the race. He tried to jump on the moving train. That ran over. Bye-bye. Uh, Who's back? Hmm? Yeah, publicist. <laughs> Whoever timed that one, it was off. Timing, yeah. Timing was awful. It's horrible. Horrible. I better go highlight Lupe on how to win something. But let's get into the show, though. You know what I mean? The time is definitely... Oh, we ain't into the show? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, family. We are going to get into the program tonight. The program tonight is entitled Facts, Food, Art, Clothes, Tech, Shelter. It's the Facts Initiative. We're going to give you a rundown of what we've been working on over the past year, okay, Uh, the perfection of this initiative that we are bringing forth. First and foremost, to qualify what we're doing, I got to give you the definition of initiative. What is an initiative, Brother Red? No problem, family. An initiative is the ability to assess and initiate things independently. I'm going to repeat that. The ability to assess and initiate things independently, the power or opportunity to take charge before others do the power or opportunity to act or take charge before others do. So the facts initiative was formed as a result of multiple encounters that both me and me and blue and me and KT as well were having with our brothers and sisters when we began traveling throughout the United States of America in the year 2015, we, uh, the first stop that we went to was Atlanta, Georgia, for the technology conference that featured the Amira squad. Uh, Sarnetta came down with us. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. We were able to meet a plethora of powerful, beautiful, wonderful, intelligent uh, brothers and sisters who came out to support that event. Shout out to Herb. I know he's on the line. Uh, we, we got to meet our brother Herb at the show, at the uh, event. Word. And what was, demonstrated, Herb. Yes, what was demonstrated at, at that uh, technology conference was a unified front. Well, by saying unified front, I mean that prior to that, a lot of the different brothers who were in, the, in that room or those hotel rooms were not together before. So we were all able to come together 
and it was a very uh, Professor Smalls was there as well. It was a very peaceful, uplifting, um, you know, uh, gathering, and um, that began to start turning the wheels on the power of the network because I began to see the network not in theory but in its totality or rather um, certain, just a smidgen of it, a segment of it, uh, a, a glimpse of how large and how powerful the network that we all belong to is by the numbers that came out at the Atlanta event. Then directly after that, we had the ability to go to Washington, D.C., and we were a part of the Million Man March that took place in October. That, too, was another eye-opener event another event that showed me the power of the network. Once again, you had Brother Polite with his new covenant. You had the um, new Black Panther Party with Malik uh, Shakur. Um, You had members of HOK, KTL, and other different um, platforms. They all came together in Washington, D.C. amongst a million of us. That's when I really began to see that this network was bigger than we give credit to. Because I only say that because when me and the brothers were going through the crowd, right, the amount of people that stopped us based off of face recognition and based off of, you know, just knowing about um, Sinetta TV and um, Know the Ledge Radio, uh, Brother Rich's channel, Baba TV, UGR TV with Brother Rich, you know, they were like, damn, you know, we here because of y'all. We like, what you mean? We here because of the videos that we saw. We're here because of the radio shows that we heard. We're here because we wanted to meet the brothers that we see on YouTube all of the time that's been teaching us. And, you know, we want to know what the all else is about. All right, great. You know what I'm saying? But the sheer amount of the the, the amount of people they were recognizing, I was like, God damn, well, we could do our own million man march because it's not a it's not a far fetch. Everything is related. Then after that, we had the opportunity of going to Detroit, right? For the Steams Conference, Science, Technology, Engineering, Arts, Mathematics. That was a charge that our good brother Marcus Garvey um put forth. That was actually not a charge but that was actually um, a concept that Marcus Garvey introduced to black America in the 20s, and it was subsequently um, repackaged as STEM later on down the line through the Board of Education and all other things, government, all right? So he spoke of the not only the need, but he spoke of the importance of black Americans who were struggling, right, in a society that was keeping their foot on their necks. He said, in order to get that boot off of your neck as a people, not as a person, but as a collective, you have to embrace the concepts or you have to, you have to embrace the the doctrines that your ancestors have has carved in stone. The doctrine would be science, technology, engineering, art, 
in mathematics. And he showed beyond a reasonable doubt that when we were in Africa functioning as high civilizations, the cornerstone and the foundation of these civilizations was these schools of thought and knowledge, which would be science, technology, engineering, art, mathematics. When you look at the pyramids, when you look at all of the ancient um, carvings, the symmetry, when you look at all of the megalithic structures, you're looking at engineering, you're looking at art, and you're also looking at science and mathematics. There's no way that you will be able to comp- to, um, to create structures of that nature without utilizing these things, okay? So he came forth with a very clear, because he, he, he made it very plain, and that's what he basically was, um, you know, sharing with the black family back in the days. So what we did 100 years later is we resurrected those concepts in the form of a conference, and that conference had some of the sharpest, brightest, most intelligent young scholars that we that our community has produced. A brother by the name of KT Archdegree, okay? A brother by the name of Divine Prospect, a brother by the name of Black Panther, all right? A brother by the name of Blue Pill, Red Pill, brother by the name of Sarasu Asseti, a brother by the name of Minister Inky, okay? These were the presenters and these were the um the brothers who came forth and brought to you this information in Detroit, and we shut it down. Okay, we shut it down. I'm working right now on getting all of the um, footage so we could share it with the family through either a stream or maybe a collect uh, a DVD collection. But you know, we're not doing we're not really doing DVDs that much. We're more so moving into the realm of streaming because we understand that uh, that's definitely the future, all right? And it's easier. You get access to multiple, um, you know, the Netflix uh, the Netflix model is a winning model, all right? And we're going to talk about that tonight, all right? I'm going to bring forth some statistics. I, like the, I know the family likes to deal with stats and things of that nature, so we're going to deal with the statistics. So to wrap it all up, um, through these encounters, I'm just sharing with you the personal, um, what it took to, to get to where we're at right now. And I'm just sharing with you that it was these personal encounters with not just me and my brother, but groups of our brothers. All right. This is a collective. This is a, this is a result of unity. This is a result of people putting their egos to the side and sitting down and actually, actually um, presenting think tanks. We were working, we were, we were coming together and building the same way that the metaphysical underground was building in the 90s, which created and formed the conscious community, all right? The, metaphysic, the metaphysical underground would be the, um, the, uh, the platform that was created by Dr. Phil Valentine, Delbert, Dr. Delbert Blair, Bobby Hemmett, Hakeem Bey, um, Brother Azazel, um, Brother Dawood, and a few other uh, of of those wonderful master teachers, Steve Coakley, okay, and and a few others. So, what I came out with is facts. Now, a lot of people hear me say facts when we build it and everything. And um, what I decided to do is 
to take advantage of the fact that KTL, know the ledge, over the past 10 years, demonstrating both in New York City and globally, all right, the power of unity, okay, because if you listen to every single show that we've done, it's 600 shows, all right, 600 shows, you will realize that you have seen what the family has been asking for for all of these years. You've witnessed unity. You've witnessed two brothers, all right, forth on every single show, different teachers from different schools of thought and knowledge in a cohesive way, in a holistic way, right, in a way where respectable men and women can appreciate not dealing with any kind of uh, conjecture, sneak dissing, you know what I'm saying, lower-level nigga shit. We don't deal with that. We've never dealt with that. We don't involve ourselves with that. That's not the platform that we stand on. That's not what we're here to do, and that's not what we're going to be doing in the future. Right. So, where we come from. Therefore, huh? That ain't where we come from. That's not where we come from. And that's damn near, that's not the shoulders that we stand on. Go and listen to the first show. Our first guest ever, Dr. Phil Valentine, Taj Tariq Bay, Sister Roz Mariah Bay, and I believe Mama Pill called in as well. The next show that we've ever did, Dr. Sabi was our guest, okay? These are the shoulders that we stand on, along with other elder shoulders. We come from the metaphysical underground. We have people who we honor and we respect, and they are responsible for the growth and development of the two men that you hear on this phone, on this platform right now, not to mention countless others. So let me be clear. Hold on. Let me be clear. Like, you know, those those that know us know that, you know, we grew up around Shady Down Stepfather and everything. We were there for the whole run, this and the other. Maybe don't rock with the metaphysical community, okay? Don't want to have nothing to do with them. Don't care for them. Don't got nothing nice to say. You understand? Yet not still. Right. That never, for making our own decisions, that never stopped us from inviting members of that community onto this platform. That never stopped us from even going into these institutions and learning for ourselves rather than taking his word of vehemence and saying, Oh, no, ain't nothing over there worth learning. You know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't none of those people worth paying any homage to or hearing them out. They don't have any credibility or anything. We decided to go find out on our own. You dig what I'm saying? We never brought any of that over to the platform and mentioned it to any of you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that is a mark of a mind that can think on its own and exercise its own thoughts into action and create from that a platform of this particular magnitude. So, you know, I'm just sharing that story for the family to see, you know what I mean? That um, multiple things can exist, right, in the same space without being in conflict. You know what I mean? And he had spoken to us about it, and we told him, look, this decisions that we made, and we holding it down, and it was worked well. 
and he had to respect that. Please continue. Yep. Yeah. So as a result of that, like I said, we realized that our people at this point in time, at this juncture, are going through a state of suffrage. And the platform that we have, Note Alleged, has existed as a platform that is not a recognizable organization up until today. All right? We've existed as a media outlet. All right? Note Alleged TV, which started in 08, which turned into Note Alleged Radio, which turned into KTL Empowerment, which eventually came back into um, Red and Blue being on multiple platforms. When we, when we resurfaced on YouTube or in the, dig, on the, um, in the visual realm, we decided to do that on multiple platforms. So Sign Editor TV, House of Consciousness, UGR, Baba TV, Forbes DVD, as well as other brothers and sisters who exist in the realm of new media, okay? Black press, all right? Not black entertainment, black press, black media. If you were to look back on any videos that you see me or my brother doing, we are conducting ourselves in the way of black press or uh, quote unquote, we're interviewing people, especially on Sinatra's platform. You're seeing us, or you're seeing me for that matter, in the brother doing interviews. The interviews with the people that we are doing, I'm interviewing actors, I'm interviewing athletes, I'm interviewing rappers, we're interviewing entertainers, we're interviewing scholars, master teachers, upcoming teachers. Okay? We're doing surveys in the street, right. social media. Uh, yeah, regular people. Passing by in the street, just as important. You dig? Family, just, just as important. Street. Just as important. But going back to what we were speaking of earlier about knowing, being able to identify that the age that we live in, knowing that we live in the age of celebrity, knowing that the impressionable are impressed by the influential or the influential are influencing the impressionable. We know this. So we know that if we do a video with an athlete from the Buffalo Bills or we do the video with a brother by the name of Carl Jones who's accredited with creating or being the artist who's behind Black Dynamite and the Boondocks, that's going to speak to the humongous demographics of black animators that are out there. Um, it's going to speak to a large demographics of youth that are out there who are enamored by the fact that they get to see a brother who they identify with interviewing a man who's identified with the cartoon that they, they're in love with. That adds value to the conversation, okay? When some yeah. of your favorite battle rappers are hopping out and we got them all on 125th Street interviewing them about their triumphs and also their losses, that shit is appealing to a demographics in a certain class of people that that's all they do. They watch the battle rap. They check outside another TV or House of Continent. They own World Star. You know what I'm saying? They all over the web. I ain't going to talk about the other sites they be on. You know, we got the stats, the data. And <laughs> that impresses them. They're like, yo, they, my, world, my, world, my world is getting smaller because these brothers have merged platforms yeah. and genres. This is not something that I was seeing, you know, the the you know, well, uh let me let me not say that because the ones the the, the teachers who preceded us, you know what I mean? Going back to the conversation that the York that they uh King Simon was talking about with Dr. York. Now, 
Dr. York, Farrakhan, some of these other leaders, yeah, they, they, they did appeal to a lot of celebrities. You know what I'm saying? And they did do the one-two thing. And they did they utilized the power of celebrity in order to influence the hearts and minds of people who had no idea who they were. Thanks. That's a fact. Because when I heard when yeah. I heard Chuck D say Farrakhan's a prophet that I think you want to listen to, it was automatic. automatic. It was automatic. automatic. I'm like, oh yeah, let's get that mm-hmm. ASAP. Yeah, yeah, immediately. There was no internet. I don't even know how we found a Farrakhan tape after that. Yeah, but we found it. We was definitely in league to look for it. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, it makes a difference, man. Big difference. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read this real quick, family. The, organi- the organizations that exist today have not taken full advantage of their membership by implementation of economic solutions to their states of poverty, both individually and collectively. The new economy that emerged in the Obama era post-2008 stock market crash and post-depression is the cooperative economy, share economy, peer-to-peer economy, and free economy. All of these economies have been integrated into Web 2.0 and social media to market and promote, sell, buy, share, engage, communicate, host, and socialize with their target audience, their demographic, their niche market, and their competition. As a result of these factors, as well as others not mentioned, we are now in a time unlike any other we time that we existed collectively before. We are theoretically in the future, a new era or new age promised by gurus, visionaries, and futurists. The world is connected via nodes and networks spread throughout every corner of the world. We have the ability to communicate globally in real time with thousands, if not millions of people, direct to market. The possibilities, therefore, are endless. So going back to what we said about it, what an initiative is, an initiative is taking charge. An, an initiative is putting this shit on your shoulders and doing what has to be done instead of sitting around, going to lectures, you know what I mean, and waiting for somebody else to do what you got to do. So that's why we came forth and we're bringing you FACTS. Now, FACTS is an acronym that stands for Food, Art, Clothing, transportation, technology, shelter, and strategy. Because I often heard, yo, food, clothing, shelter, food, clothing, shelter. And I was like, yo, that's a great idea. That's what our people need. But going back to what I just mentioned, we are in the future. So things have changed. So food, clothing, and shelter is not all you need. That is not enough. That's not, the, that's, that's not enough for a foundation right now. Okay. We live in a technological era, so you need technology. You need transportation because you got shelter, but how are you going to get there? You got new clothes, but how are you going to get to your shelter? What if it's on the other side of America? What if there's a mass exodus and the people need to get somewhere fast? We need transportation. So food is going to cover agriculture, health and wellness, self-preservation, electric foods, raw food, superfood, horticulture, okay? Art will encompass liberal arts, new media, animation, music, and film. Clothing, 
is dealing with the different brands, apparel design, manufacturing, wearable technology, and also industry. Transportation will deal with travel, distribution, and manufacturing. Technology will deal with app development, service as um, a software, computer language, and startups. Shelter is large security, real estate, land trust, earthships, community, economics. Strategy is security, political science, Second Amendment, private paramilitary, cyber warfare, and think tanks. Brother Red, what are you talking about? You're all over the place. All right. Glad you asked that. What facts is is a conglomerate as a conglomerate of networks. Each one of these different um, um, institutions, or each one of these different networks that I just spoke of, is basically something that falls under different categories that know the ledge KTL. KTL Empowerment, Kings County, Nodalez Radio, all of these different groups fall under what our network represents, all right? So when we're dealing with food, we're speaking about the fact that, and, and, and before I go any further, I'll have to mention that this is attached to an economic, right, initiative. This is not just an initiative where we're naming different genres of what we do and things of that nature. But I will ask the family this. Are you not tired or are you not ready to hear about people that are doing something right now? We spend a lot of time talking about different people from different times and different places that ain't here no more. Yeah, I, I can't follow him on Twitter. I don't know what he's doing. I don't even know what he stands for because I never really heard him say it out of his mouth. You feel what I'm saying? There's books and things of that nature, but we don't know everything about everybody that people are telling us this is what they stood for. I want to hear about the people that are doing things right now in real time. So you got all of these artists that are out here. You have all of these clothing brands that are out here. You got all of these people in technology that are out here. You got all of these people that have shelter. They have the land. So among inside of our network, we have doers. We have people that are not dealing with concept. They're not dealing with speculation. They're doing. They're doing the damn thing. So why not create a network where we're bringing all of these things together? So the foundation of facts is the 3,000 membership um, money-making, you know, you know, economic solution that we can all participate in. So I'm going to break it down real quick, and I'm going to touch on it before we finish the, um, the lecture tonight so we could give a clear idea to what it is that I'm talking about. Now, if anybody is familiar with some of my previous um, videos, or some of the previous uh, presentations that we've done over in the past year, I was speaking about a SUSU app that we were working on that dealt with 30,000 members. Now, when you look on Blog Talk, when you look on YouTube, even when you look on your followers on Twitter, those will be identified as subscribers. They're not members. Members are people who invest in their membership, 
meaning that they have a monthly membership. They pay down to be a member of a certain club. Like if you're a member of Netflix, you have you're not a you're a subscriber to Netflix, but once you start paying that monthly membership, you're a member of Netflix. All right. So Brother Rich has almost had a hundred thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel. Now, I'm appealing to the 30,000 members that are part of his network that are ready to get busy. I'm appealing to the 30,000 members or subscribers to Sarnetta uh, TV or the House of Consciousness that are ready to get busy, to become members, okay? So the 30,000 membership is an initiative that we are putting forth where we've discovered a simple formula of monetization that twenty where twenty dollars will be the initial fee to become a member. Now, thirty thousand members at twenty dollars on a weekly basis will yield a return of six hundred thousand dollars. All right? The first phase of our membership will be called fortune builders because to build anything or to move in any fashion, to move up any ladder, we need to build a fortune. We have to focus on fortune building. Everybody got ideas. A lot of people have concepts. A lot of us have brands, but we have no operational budgets. A lot of us have ideas that we need funding. We have to fund our ideas. A lot of us have great ideas, but we lack resources, okay? A lot of us have startups that we're trying to get off of the ground, but we don't have no way to get it off the ground because our people ain't trying to break no bread. Our loved ones are kind of jammed up. Shit is tight with them. You feel what I'm saying? So we're often left with a dollar in a dream. We're doing scratch-offs and, you know, uh, you know, mega millions and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, some people are even doing some strange things for a piece of change. I'll be on Snapchat. I know about you. That being said, when we think about coming together collectively in in a membership as a network, all right? So what will happen, I will break it down in a nutshell how this thing will function. We identify that the network is food. If you are a food um Brand, if you are a brand and you deal with food from the point of health and wellness, like Blue Pill has seven, Seventh Heaven Sea Moss, right? That is a food. That is identified as a food. Mama Pill has green leaf herbs. That is identified oh, as identified as a superfood. That is identified as a superfood. I apologize. Mama Pill has herbs that are for health and wellness purposes. That is identified as a food. KT to Ostrigree and Minister Inky with his tonics and the other herbs that they offer, the superfoods that they offer, that is identified underneath the food network. Okay? My goal with this initiative is to have 30,000 members in each network. I'm not playing. Okay? Because at the end of the day, like we said earlier, it's about timing. And if the time ain't right, I don't know what time it is. All right? Yeah, drop a ball. So first, mm-hmm. first phase is called Fortune Builders. 30000 at $20 weekly, $600,000. It is a four-week incubator. This is a 90-day program. All right? A 90-day program. We could get this shit done very fast. We, not, we, live, we live in the quickening. 
time is going fast. So you have to implement um, goals or you have to implement formulas that are with the times. So the four-week incubator, it is a $2.4 million monthly total. The second phase that we will enter into is called Nation Builders. That is $30,000 at $50, 30,000 members at $50 weekend, which will yield a, a, um, a weekly return of $1.5 million. That is another four-week incubator, $6 million monthly total. The third phase that we will implement is called Pyramid Builders or Legacy Builders. 30,000 members at $100 weekly. That is a $3 million take. Four-week accelerators, no longer an incubator. The difference between an incubator is the same thing. You put a chicken in the incubator, you put the baby, a, a, pre, a, a, um, a preemie in the incubator, and it, it, it strengthens it, it gets it ready so it could go into the real world, right? It incubates it. It prepares it. It strengthens it. It nourishes it. So when you have businesses that are in incubators, you come into the incubator, this is your nourishment time. This is your time of incubation. This is your time of learning the ropes. This is your time of getting the information that you need. This is your time of sitting with lawyers and getting your paperwork together, getting your LLCs, because nobody will be allowed to participate if you are, if your paperwork is not right. You have to be recognized as a real business. This ain't the homie network. It's stepping up time. Because if we're going to be doing into if we're going to be doing business transactions together as businesses, we're going to be building up each other's credit. So in order to do that, we have to be verifiable. You have to be a verifiable business. It could be unincorporated or incorporated. Whatever route that you decide to take, you still have to present a, a piece of paper that says that you're a recognizable business. <laughs> and and it's only right, family. We're only doing it to help each other. Nobody's here to harm anyone. Okay, we just got to get, we have to come together to get together, get our minds right. So the third phase is a four-week accelerator, and that family is a $12 million monthly total. Now, I know these numbers are scaring people completely off of the phone. They don't understand how this can happen. What the hell, what, what has this brother been smoking, you know, um, he he doesn't understand that he can get killed for talking like this. You know, the man is not pleased with his diatribe, you know. And to that, I would say, you know, I'll be nice. You mean I would just not say, talking about history? This brother's bugging. I think we got one loose. <laughs> so this, yeah, keep in, keep in mind that family – this is app this 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 solution or rather this initiative is app based we're in the future so we're dealing with applications so we're dealing with apps one of the benefits of an app is that it would allow the participants or the members to you know to um, become automated huh monitor exactly it, you you have the ability now to monitor all transactions, you have the ability now to monitor whatever you need to monitor because it's open. It's an open ledger, all right? We're, we're even thinking about 
um, utilizing Bitcoin, which is cryptocurrency. The benefits of cryptocurrency is that it's open ledger. It's, the, it's part of the blockchain. So any transaction that is being made is being seen by the collective. We are also implementing CPAs, all right, black-owned, of course, accountants. And on top of that, we will also have a group of treasurers that is elected from the community or maybe from outside of the community, but definitely people that we have that have integrity in our community because that's what has to be returned. Trust and integrity have to be returned into the community. Yes, we understand that. That's why we're going to go ahead and implement what we're going to implement, and we're going to make sure that we cross all of our T's and dot all of our I's. But like I said, it will be app-based, so it will draw the money from your account. So we don't have to wait for anybody to decide, oh, maybe this week I want to participate. No, once you're in, that's why it's 90 days, because we know how our people get. You understand? We know how things go. So once you make that agreement to come in at $20, like, because if we got to talk about $20 to business owners and people who want to be part of history, then if that's the case, this may not be the conversation for you at the time. And I'm not going to talk down to our people because, yes, I've been in situations where I couldn't do $20. I couldn't, the shit was so tight, I couldn't squeeze $20 for nothing. Everything was accounted for. So I understand where, where, where we could be at as a people in different times of our life. And if that is the case, we are so generous and gracious that if you reach out to us, we could probably put you in a program like a multi-level marketing program where you could get up those $20 so you could invest. You're not donating anything. You ain't giving us a coin. You're investing in your future. You're investing in the baby's future. You're investing in making history right now. Instead of studying history, let them study you. Either you're the living book or you niggas is reading books. You're talking about some people that you don't even know if they existed or not. <laughs> but you know that you exist. And you know that these different brands around you exist. And you know that this community exists. And you know that these networks exist. And you know if you were able to draw a circle around your network and stop, stop, stop supporting other people outside of your network and stop spending your money and your time and your attention with a group and a race of people that fucking hate your guts and they keep showing it to you every single day. And I'm not just talking about Europeans. I'm talking about goddamn Damn near everybody. The continental African, okay? The East Indian, you know, and I'm not spewing hate. I'm not saying that everybody hates us. But what I'm saying is, as consumers in a consumer based society, they don't respect you, black man and black woman dollar. They don't respect you. Nope, nobody does. Not even our own. You could dance for them, you could sing for them, you could catch a ball for them. You can even pat, you can even give them the ball after you finish dabbing, and you know, yeah. as long as you don't dance, your dance. But as long as you don't dance, your dance. Just don't dance your dance. So keep in mind, we're giving you this, we're giving you this delivery over the phone. 
There's a free webinar that we'll be doing in March at the end of the call. Well, not even at the end of the call. You could send your information to KTL Empowerment at Gmail if you're interested in being a part of the free webinar. You'll also see presentations on your favorite um, uh, uh, web networks, your YouTube pages, your YouTube channels that me and my brother frequent. We'll be doing a visual presentation because it's, it's one thing to hear about it, but it's another thing to see it. I did this already, and ja- I did this presentation in Jacksonville, Florida, at the summit of the Moors. I did it in Detroit for Revive Detroit before the Flint Water, Michigan crisis, and I also did it in Miami with my mother, my brother KT at the event that we did um, last month. Family affair. Okay, Fact. family affair, and everybody, uh, it's been it's been received very positively yeah. by the family, huh? I say yes, it has. They want more of it. Yes, indeed. So let's get into the food category real quick. Like I said, we are dealing with um, the different brands that not only Nota Ledge is uh, responsible for, but like I said, this is about everybody. This is not about us. This is about the all-inclusive, okay? This is about making the community a community for real, not just in theory, allowing the community to be a part of what they, because they showed up to be a part of something. I be feeling bad for y'all. You go to the lectures and shit, you know, I, I look into the audience, and I know what they came for. I know what they want. And I don't I know if they always get that. I could see I it. I see it in their eyes, bro. I know because I was there. I've, I've been, I've been, you know what yeah. I mean? I've been, I've been where they was at. Thirsty. Yeah. Man. So Seven Heaven Seamoth, the brother has Seven Heaven Seamoth. If anyone in the audience was, um, you know, lucky enough to ever taste the brother's, um, his, his, his delicatessen, his gourmet drink, then you know when I say that this is one of the best tasting drinks that you can ever have on this planet, you know that I'm not exaggerating, you know? So... The brother has 92 trace minerals in his in his sea moss. It's a superfood. It has iodized bromides. It regulates metabolism. It suppresses your appetite. It helps with your digestion. And it's good for hair and nails. And it's very good if you have been drinking water with lead in it, okay? Taking showers and shit. Like, that's what it's good for, okay? So you got the brother had with Seven Heaven. We also have Soul Gold. Okay, we also have the soul gold, that's mineral gold, mineral silver, uh, liquid gold and liquid silver. It burns fat, it gives, it helps with lucid dreams, it rebuilds your cells, it calms your nerves, it improves your skin, it increases, it increases blood circulation, hormonal balance, DNA uh, uh, regulation. That's how I'm able to get, turn into fucking gold in the summertime. That's how my skin is able to shine like my shit gold-plated. In the summertime, because I drink liquid gold. That's the secret. All right. All right. So I'm mentioning these brands because (laughs) as we continue, we're going to also show you and offer you the fact that what we're going to be offering in our networks is equities and shares in all of the brands. You too. If you join the initiative, if you become part of the network, you have the opportunity or the choice to get into equities and shares. What was Marcus Garvey doing? He was selling equities and shares in his brand. 
That's how he created or built up what we know as the Black Star Liner, and that's how he got his ones. He understood the power of the network. He understood that the power is in the people, not just in theory, but in application. So what we're talking about is exiting the age of theory and conjecture and knowledge and going into the age of wisdom and application. It's a difference, okay? It is a difference. You will know once you partake in that. So you can sit around all day and pontificate until your teeth fall out and mentally masturbate until there's no more brain cells left. But there's going to be some of us, there's going to be a contingency of us, a collective of us, all right, that are going to be actually doing Godding. God is a verb. Can't God by sitting around watching what other people do all day or wondering, like Blue Pill said, what somebody else is doing. You're not Godding. There's a word for that. It's not Godding. You're manning. You're manning. Yeah, nigga. You're only doing what mortals do. <laughs> but you, you ain't going home with the chip like Peyton. You know? So, Greenleaf, Greenleaf Herbal Solutions, like I said earlier, that's also a food. They offer Oxyhemo, uh, Nervino, so that's dealing with people's mental health. We also have my brother Talik out of Texas, out of Houston. Salute to the God. He has a brand called Superfood Village. He offers spirulina, chlorella, moringa, and other products. He also has a superfood catering company. These are parts of our network. Some some uh, facts for the family. The world's largest market for organic products is in the United States of America. As of 2013, it's valued at $26.7 billion. $20 billion of that probably came out of Whole Foods with the prices that they charge a nigga. Right? But you're dealing with a $27 billion market, right, organic products in America. So keep in mind, when we're talking about this initiative, we're talking about bringing brands in, strengthening the brands, infusing cash or infusing funds into different brands so these brands can compete on a global level. So these brands can compete with global brands. No more play-play. So these brands could actually be in brick and mortar, or these brands could be uh, clicking order behemoths because, you know, they say that. But, I mean, when it comes to food, you're always going to have brick and mortar. You're always going to be able to go into a yeah. store. But let me tell you, you something. They have these delivery services that have revolutionized the clicking order game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. So very soon, yeah, you're going to be able to go on your internet's you know what I'm saying? You don't got to wait to see the blue pill at a lecture. You can click, and somebody from Uber or Amazon or whatever is going to be able to bring you, you know, your prerequisite six minimum CMOS, wherever you at. This is the world that we yeah, live in. It's taking place wow. as we speak. Hmm? Through the drones, through the drone technology. No, nah, not also, only the drones. They got the delivery service. Oh, they got the they delivery service, up. yeah. Yeah, they do have my, my, one of the one of the guys work for Uber in New York delivery service, and he's turned up. He said the money is great. Also in our network, not all of it. Shout out to Michael Singleton. Also in our network, we have um, Black Farmer Organization. All right, we have a Black Farmer Organization, and um, 
that black pharma organization has secured an industrial hemp producer license in the state of Tennessee. All right. Brother Michael Singleton has come on the show on multiple occasions and he's spoken of it. He's talked about the um the power of his network and the fact that they were building up a black pharma network. And um I'm proud to announce to the family that this brother has made a breakthrough. All right. And they are securing licenses to not only grow hemp, but to get into the hemp industry. If you're not familiar with the power of the hemp industry, all right, Google it. There's over 100 uses or 100 um, applications for hemp on an industrial level, all the way from clothing all the way up into bricks, building bricks. Like, you know how you have concrete bricks to to build a building? Yeah, you can actually do that with hemp as well, and it's stronger, okay? So we're encouraging anybody that's out there that's familiar or participates in a horticulture culture, all right, um, to definitely get down, with the, um, get down with the network, get down with the initiative. Holler at us. We got you. There are multiple states that are on the table right now for the legalization of medical marijuana, um, recreational marijuana, and hemp. Because when I say hemp family, don't think that I'm on the phone promoting, you know, because, you know, people get caught up in their mind state because they've been, you know, um, they, they, they've they been manipulated through media. Indoctrinated. To, to think that marijuana is, is, like, illegal. But it ain't illegal in Colorado. And it's not illegal in Alaska, and it's not illegal in Denver. So you mean to tell me that you so ain't illegal in California? Yeah, you you mean to tell me that and, and it ain't illegal in Detroit? They got the dispensaries all over Detroit. So you mean to tell me, family? And we're talking to these people that say the paperwork don't matter. They said that none of that that the white men don't honor treaties, and you know they said that they are the rulers of the planet, and they came back and they reincarnated. Nessut biddies from the 17th dynasty and all of this stuff. So you're telling me that these imaginary demarcation lines that they call states are stopping you? You mean to tell me if they legalize something in one state, you don't think that the whole thing always been legal? They're playing games. It's a paper game. It's a paper game. That shit will be legal like alcohol was illegal and got legalized via prohibition, and you could go into a bar and pop a bottle now. You will be able to go into a bar and and smoke some and, and smoke some dub a dab or you know and and, and burn it up. That's where we had it. You'll be able to walk into a grocery store and the shit will be over the counter. So one of the things that you want to do is secure. You want to secure acreage. You want to secure land. Like let's say that uh, marijuana is legal in Denver, Colorado. You want to secure some acreage not only in Denver, Colorado, but in the surrounding counties or the surrounding states or cities that are in that state and find out through, you know, through investigation or research if you are able to be a part of that culture, all right? But there's people in our networks that are very well-versed, and, um, you know, they'll be able to work with you. You know what I'm saying? They'll be able to work with you, all right? The brother has been going to marijuana expos and conventions. There's a ton of information that we have in the network for individuals who wish to 
um, go from the black market to the other market. You know what I'm saying? You know who don't want who don't want to the green market? Yeah. yeah, you go from the black market to the flea market. Get out of that life. Don't promote. That we don't here. promote slavery over here. And if yeah. you get jammed so you, up, you, you, my nigga, you're working for the DEA on that side. You might as well come and get your government clearance in the public and uh, just pay your taxes and keep it moving. You heard? This is actually freedom from your DEA gig for thinking that you're a D-boy working in dark shadows when all actuality the big dog McCall, you know, they're the big dogs. Mm-hmm. They showed you that with El Chapo. Yeah. Don't, don't fall for it. Yeah, don't fall for it, family. So the next network or the next genre or the next collective that we're going to talk about is art and culture. All right. That would be the A in facts. Okay. So art and culture is very vast. You know what I mean? It encompasses a lot of different subcultures and subgenres. Um, we're talking about animation. We're talking about videography. We're also talking about the seven liberal arts, grammar, logic, rhetoric, arithmetic, music, geometry, astronomy. Okay. You know what I mean? We're talking about the trivium. Shooter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Quadrivium, knowledge, understanding, wisdom. Knowledge okay. will be facts, data, terms, basic skills, understanding how the facts fit together, the what and why, wisdom, the proper use of knowledge and understanding. And in the middle, and when you put them all together, you get true learning. That's true learning. Okay? So in our networks, we have brothers and sisters who encompass those skills. So we're going to invite them into the network so they can become part of this powerful uh, movement. All right? Uh, shout out to Buddha Clinks. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to A. Rashid. Shout out to um, Cosmo Physics. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Brother Ann Poole, Minister Jew. You know, all of these brothers are some of the, um, you know, the, the the brightest lights in our community when it comes to this stuff right now. All right? Um, when it comes to the music family, we are definitely encouraging digital distribution. We are encouraging independent record labels. Um, you could go ahead and research, I believe it's Empire. I think it's Empire Distribution. And there's some other digital distribution um, platforms out there that have a good business model. I'm only saying to go and research them due to their business model. Right now, we're working on our business model in conjunction with our brother, Soul Messiah, who is a progenitor and the uh, the vanguard of um, the God Hop movement, okay? He's very well versed in the digital distribution and independent movement, the independent God Hop movement, because he has his um he has his artist Cyrock, and they have a lot of uh success as a result of that. All right, so <laughs> because of the state of the music industry right now, the nature of the music industry, and the unfairness that exists in the music industry, you know, we're not necessarily encouraging the family to go ahead and run with the you know to to do what they do, looking for label deals. Now, let's keep this in mind. When you're dealing with um, publishing, like ASCAP, 
BMI and things of that nature. Brother A. Rashid came on the show before, and he told you he talked about the um, the necessity to get into publishing and things. So I'm encouraging publishing. You know, if you, if your pin game is like that, you know, you want to get those checks for publishing. Okay, that's not the same as signing a 360 deal. Or that's not the same as signing a deal where your ass is getting two cents off a $20 album or some kind of shit. We're not talking about that. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that we live in that day and age right now where you could go direct to market. So the banks or the labels that people are getting signed to that are basically charging people um, a premium for being a part of their banks or a part of their corporations, and then you pay it back with interest, you pay back a loan with interest, that's called an advance, or that's a record deal. If somebody gets signed for $3 million, that, that's a problem. They got a lot of work that they got to do to pay that money back. Who the hell needs $3 million right now unless your ass is making a movie? We're opening it. You don't need $3 million. You know, you don't want to go into that. Dilemma. You don't want to go into that hole. Because that's when they start calling your ass into the meetings and the lights go out. Yeah, that's when the door closes and the lights go out. <laughs> you know what? You don't want to be that. in that kind of debt. You hear yeah. 50 Cent and Kanye talking about the perils of debt, right? They're pleading for help because the debts are coming a little too heavy for them. Yeah. It's crushing them. You know what I'm saying? It's beginning to crush them. So um, we don't encourage that. What we're saying is when we develop a network of 30,000 members and more, right, and we have within our network uh, um, a music industry that we collectively have equity and shares in, whenever any artist comes out that we approve of, well, we approve of these artists because they're part of our network. That You know, the day and age of being, um, you know, what do you call it, bitter betties? Bitter betties and, you know. Oh, yeah, bitter betty, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we can't deal with that, family. We, we, we're trying to stand on love. We, we want to stand on love. We want to stand on principles that our ancestors personified, and we want to stand on um, support. We want to stand on the platforms of supporting one another, okay? We don't want to nitpick and say what's not hot, and yo, he didn't do the double time flow, he's not signed, he don't sound like the Migos, uh, I can't turn up to this, uh, I can't drink my lean to this. No, 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 that shit is petty. You know what I mean? We don't have to do that. We got to support one another because we, at this point in time, in this juncture, we need us to make us better. You know what I mean? And I don't have to get all deep with it. Like, it's just simple mathematics. Okay? So, that's the music aspect of it. The artistic aspect also when we're dealing with the jewelry line, such as my power pieces, my dot com and my brother, the super talented, you know, um breakout star of last year, Papa Child Mike. You know what I'm saying? Brothers yeah, like that. Yeah. You know. He 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 definitely has earned, you know, I, we need to we need to fashion a reward, a award for that brother for, you know, um, his creativity. You know what I'm saying? I'm very yeah, impressed by, by the work that he does. I can't go anywhere. And I am and I'm, I can't go anywhere with the crown on without people commenting on how powerful 
it looks. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give credit. Huh? I said the crown is serious. That's exactly what it is. It's a crown. It's a straight crown, you know. So the work that you see exhibited by brothers such as Copper Child Mike or Sister Majade or Brother Blue and all of the other um, artists that are taking copper, that are taking precious metals and precious stones and fashioning them and taking artifacts of the ancient uh, civilizations, such as the Heru um, Falcon, um, the Kepler Beetle, the Ankh, the Sacred Ankh, the Eyes of of, of Heru, and things of that nature. Yeah, because I had saw a post that Infidishi made, and our elder Infidishi said, you have to conquer the mineral kingdom and the plant kingdom first before you are considered a conqueror of, you know, the kingdom of man. And what he means when he says conquer, it is to have an appreciation, a knowledge, and an integration of that information into your personal space and being of these particular systems. Case in point, you know, what's your birthstone? Do you need it? What are your weak points? There's a stone that works with that. Do you have it? You know what I'm saying? Plant kingdom. What plants resonate best with you? Do you have any particular body ailments? Are you taking plants that are helping with that? Or are you on pharmaceuticals? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and speak about, like, perfect case in point, family. Let's just use a perfect case in point. Let's say that the initiative was up and running. This is how it would work. There's a mineral show or a a sacred stone show coming up or taking place right now in Arizona. Right? It's over? Yeah. All right. So at this show, speak about the the show real quick and and what it offers, you know, um, a designer or somebody who Um, is into. it's, it's, It's giving you leverage to play not only, you know, on a level where you're able to access the biggest plethora, a variety of stones anywhere on the planet at one time, right, because all of the top gem dealers in the world converge on what is globally recognized as the biggest stone convention in this country. You know what I mean? And many people who harvest stones or who mine stones, they have to come to this market to sell it because the only other people that are buying the stones from them are the Chinese, and the Chinese are just buying it to sell it back to us or us per se, because unfortunately people that look like us are not even in the stone business. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody else but us has a deep appreciation for the oldest kingdom on this planet, which is the mineral kingdom, and they understand these stones or these, you know, these rocks, these precious gems, to appreciate what value because they have intrinsic value based on their spiritual and medicinal properties. Those things have never been disputed. They're not diluted and they're not going anywhere. So what those stones are advertised to do, they actually do them. And there's an entire commodities market set aside for these stones because these stones gain intrinsic value. So 
not only are you able to get the best selection of these stones at these shows, but you're also able to make priceless contacts with people who own mines all around the world, okay? And I can't speak for everybody, but in particular, when we go, you know, and we're going to have the Brother Ross been on the show um, maybe next week, I think, okay, because we have an upcoming art show in Harlem um, where we're going to be unveiling some things never before seen on on this planet for the very first time, dealing with the Star Nation. We're going to put a lot of this conjecture to rest, all right? But that's a whole nother story. This is definitely going to be a breakout year. But when we go to these shows, people take such a liking to us that they start opening up and uh, affording us all sorts of opportunities to come forth to their minds and get mine, you know, get do the mining ourselves and get stones for free. Some people have even offered me co-ownership in their mining because they never, they said they've never seen anyone take precious stones and combine it with precious metals and make such beautiful jewelry the way that they've seen me adorned in all of my splendor. So these people have come and given me boxes, precious metals attached, copper of the sorts and everything, just because they want to see creatively what we come up with. You know, these are the things that are afforded us, you know, um, Everywhere I go these days, I receive guests. It's the same thing. My mother can testify to it. It happened in Miami. It was running up to us and giving us free stuff, you know, when we passed through a jewelry show and a stone show, just because they was like, we, we see God. God has arrived. You know, they have a different understanding about not only honing that energy but cultivating it and being able to, you know, to to, to, to map. They can't. What I'm trying to say is that they can't put on copper, a bunch of copper chains and stones like that. That shit will skiz them out because they can't conduct, they can't channel all of that information. Like I said in Brother Rich's uh, show, they just need a little bit, a little charge, and they can do a lot with it because of their lack of melanin. You know, if we understand how energy oscillates. But with us, they're like, damn, you're, you're channeling all of that information? You're channeling all of that energy? You know what I'm saying? You, 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 there's something different about you. You feel me? And that's a marginalized and play that, you know, magical Negro different game. But nonetheless, you know, these are things that are opening doors. These are things that afford us opportunities that as a collective we can all take advantage of. I don't want to have all the fun myself. You dig? Yeah, that's it. Red, you there? All right. Well, until the brother comes back, even though the show has passed in Arizona, which is recognized as the biggest show in the country, there are other shows that will be traveling all around the country all throughout the year. There's smaller shows nonetheless, but yet and still, Opportunities for us to swoop in and get these precious stones at wonderful prices, you know what I'm saying, that we could turn around and do wonderful things with these stones and make amulets and adornments and, you know what I mean, it's just a whole other economy. It just allows us to do 
multiple of things and, and allows us to extend the um, the art of healing, you know, even to a further degree. Because, like I said, these stones have medicinal spiritual properties, so we're able to do more. I mean, we're able to expand our access to healing modalities, you know what I'm saying, and also precious gems, precious metals, things of that nature. Me personally, I want to get into furniture next. Okay, there's an international market for that. I want to start infusing these precious metals into and these precious stones into furniture. Start working with that wood, meaning a lot of artists that work with wood, you know what I'm saying, who are masters of their craft. So we need a convergence of these artistic talents where we can create these unique specimens and start doing uh, trade globally. You know what I'm saying? Start doing these trades globally. Like, really, really step it up. You know what I'm saying? Really identify where the opportunity to, quote-unquote, exploit a market is and do that. Tap into it. Keep the door open. Waving our four fours and you know what I'm saying? Lay all the competition down and do what we got to do. You know? We can do that collectively. Feel me? But doing it all by ourselves, I mean, that shit is coming a little bit stressful. You know what I'm saying? And it shouldn't have to be like that. So, yeah. Red, you back yet? Mm-hmm. Probably took a bathroom break. But nonetheless, um, shout out to Sister Kafunia. She also routinely has uh, trips going to different sites all around the country where they have um, wholesale precious stones, you know, taking us directly either to the mines or... Um, different locations where they're having these shows at as well. All right. So there are people that are already active in the community. Of course, like we said, the Earth Keeper Ross Ben is definitely one of um, the legends on the circuit. You know what I'm saying? Recognizes writing the metaphysical Bible, Rock of Ages, okay, for these stones. The Rock of Ages is a must-read for anyone who wants to know the spiritual um, impetus of these stones and why they should have particular stones and the difference between these particular stones. You know, get to learn a little bit more about this mineral kingdom. You are only minerals yourself. You know what I'm saying? You think you fancy with all that skin and shit and you don't see yourself for what you are. You're just a, a composition of different minerals. Even your skin. You know what I'm saying? That 666, that carbon. So, definitely, definitely want to uh, be mindful and keep an eye open every claim and take back, all right, our rightful place amongst, you know, those who resonate directly and closely with the mineral kingdom, our kingdom. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it, not playing that game, that it quote-unquote belongs to us, 
But if it's the oldest kingdom here, and we're the oldest people here, then we have a symbiotic relationship that should be so identifiable that everybody should be having these stones on them. Everybody should have these stones in their crib. Everyone should have, you know, uh, uh, their babies reading up on these stones where they're able to identify which stone is which. So if they have particular ailments in their bodies, they know to put this stone on the right side or the left side. They know how to charge the stone. They know when to charge the stone. This is vital information. And as much attention that I get from younger people and babies in particular, the, the mesmerizing looks that they give me I'm out and about with these precious stones, you know, I already know that this is definitely something that our people on an intrinsic level with. Give me one second, y'all. All right, here we go. Yeah. Family, yeah, all right. Can you hear me in the chat room? Let me know so we can continue with this program. Blog Talk is playing a thousand games. I have no idea why both me and Blue Pill's line was cut. I'm trying to call back in, and it will not grant us access to um, the show. Oh, they so hear the brother, you. Yeah, all they right. They hear you, yes. Uh-huh. So now we got to work on getting Brother Blue Pill on the phone. I mean, I don't even have to say it, family. You, y'all already see what's going on. When you start talking about solutions, when you start giving up the truth, they let you talk about everything else that won't click in line. But you're free, you, you deal with something that's not on that frequency the blog talks want to deal with. Now we have all of these technical, and this never happened to where you could call the call-in number, right, and it doesn't go through. I'm getting busy signals. It sounds like the line was disconnected. Thank you, Sister Kafunia, for allowing us to continue and do what we do. Now, if anybody is out there who has a three-way, who knows how to operate it, can you please call Brother Blue Pill at 347-273-4553? I'm going to put that in the chat room. And um, when you do call him, just press 1, and I'll be able to open up your line and bring the good brother into the conversation so we could finish this call and we could finish giving up this information because I already know this is something that the family definitely needs. All right. So before the line was cut, Blue Pill was talking about the precious stones and things of that nature. And, um, you know, as a part of the whole art network, you know, we are definitely encouraging all of our artisans, all of our jewelry makers, all of our goldsmiths, blacks, everybody that's dealing with creation, creative, they're creatives, you have a network that is going to support you, all right? So we're reaching out to the brothers and sisters. Now, also inside of media, we have what is known as new media. Um, me and this show that you're listening to right now, Know the Ledge Radio, is a part of new media family. New media is basically, I'm going to give you the definition of new media. Um, new media would be identified as um, the online channels that you see on YouTube with the, you know, what all of the brothers are doing online by broadcasting our information, you know, without the, the middleman, without a filter, without somebody coming forth and saying, this is what we want you to say or this is the story of the day and things of that nature. This is, you know, we the, the middleman has been cut out due to the whole um, advent of technology and things of that nature. So 
is being called or identified as new media. And one of the rules in new media is content is king. Okay. So when you're involved in new media, if you notice those who don't produce a lot of content are not the kings of media. They're not rising to the top. It's not like you can just throw something out there every once in a while and that will qualify as this is a 24-hour news cycle. The Internet is always on and never goes off. So as a result of that, you are now inundating. You are, you are almost charged to inundate, you know, your networks or your markets with this information, okay? Because we exist in um, in a society where mainstream media and social media are inundating us with negative imagery and um, all kind of, uh, you know, um, inferior mind, you know what I mean, like programs for our mind, for our subconscious and our conscious minds, we have to respond and counter that by creating new media or creating new content that will counter that, similar to, you know, um, the Elijah Muhammad theory of presenting the clean glass and putting it next to the dirty glass and allowing the people to decide. If you want to bring that to a modern-day term, it's like taking a glass of water from Flint and some soul gold water, and then you let the people decide what they want to drink, okay? So in this society, what we're doing by creating all of these um, uh, uh, media outlets and what we do when we do multiple shows on different channels, uh, signing at a TV, UGR, Forbes DVD, is that we're spreading the content. We're creating new content for new platforms that will reach new people in real time, all right? And that is one of the rules of new media, and I feel that we've been doing that very successfully. And there are other upstarts. There are other different brothers and sisters who are in the in the realm of new media now. They're getting their feet wet. What we're saying is that we will support you as well, all right? What we're doing is we're gathering more equipment, more resources, all right? We're dealing with... Um, introducing different people and new teachers, new scholars into the community. We're encouraging brothers and sisters who don't live in New York City, who may live in other states where consciousness is on the rise, to begin to take your cameras and document that, all right? Document the rise of consciousness. I don't care if there's one person that's, that's going in, you know what I mean, and they're demonstrating, and they have a level of consciousness that the people are responding to. It, it is almost, you know, it's, it's almost something that you have. It's almost mandatory that you capture that, capture that in time. There's so many things that I wish I had a camera in 2005 when we started out in Harlem in 06 that I was able to capture that will never be seen, you know what I'm saying, because we didn't have the technology back then. But um, for those of us that are working with the technology now, you know, definitely take advantage of that. Come on the network. Be a part of the network. Like I said, ultimately, the goal is to do film or movies. When you see film and movie or animations or animation movies or even video games, there's no one, two, three, four, five. There's not a, a few people that are involved in those um, projects, all right? Watch any movie that you want to watch and listen and, and sit back, sit back and, and read the credits, all right? What the credits are going to show you is who participated in that project. 
Usually the minimum amount of people that are participating in any set given project is about 50 people. So that's a lot of egos. You know, that's a lot of each one of them have ideas about what they want to do. Each one of them have, they probably got projects that they want to see come to life and things of that nature. But what they've done is they have come together and agreed to work on one thing at a time. Doing that, they are able to empower themselves both financially, with resources, with contacts, and if you're lucky with the with an award or reward, you know, an award, and that will definitely shine a light on your skills and talents and open up. That's a key. It opens up multiple doors globally, right? So we're encouraging the brothers and sisters who are dealing with new media, the video, the videographers that are out there. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The videographers that are out there and the content creators that are out there and also the artists that are out there, both musical, theatrical, and other things, to be a part of the network because we definitely have work to do collectively. Hold hold on one second. I might be blue. If anybody, if anybody, we got 40-some-odd callers and a, a lot of people in the chat. Can someone call Brother Blue Pill on the three-way? Um, Kofun- yeah, Sister Kofunia um, can't do it. Red. Yes. They're going to have to already be on the line in order for that to happen. So they, they're going to have to do the um, what I just did, uh, do a conference, you know, add another call. Yeah, add a call. And dial in the number, yes. Yeah, 347273. Forty-five, Don't worry, family. Anybody could call him. He's not Hollywood. It's not like he's going to act crazy or anything. <laughs> you got to give those disclaimers because, you know, people will get kind of intimidated, but it's not that kind of party. So feel free to call the brother. He just called me. You know, he sounds lonely. <laughs> he needs to get in. I-, I need him in here, though. Yeah. So, um... We have a streaming service that we're working on. Oh, before we even get into that, let me just give you some stats. Um, Online video, right? Online video is a billion-dollar opportunity, right, family? It's forecasted to be at $13 billion in 2020, the year 2020, all right? That's for streaming services, okay? Streaming services, if you're familiar with Tidal, if you're familiar with Spotify, all right, but the streaming service that we're talking about as well is Netflix, okay? So they're looking at it's a $3.7 billion market in 2014, and 2016 is forecasted to be $4.5 billion. 2018 is going to be $5 billion, all right? That's video streaming or downloads, and then $11.9 billion in 2018, and it's at $10 billion right now. So I'm using those numbers to show the family that a piece of that pie could definitely go to the family or the network. We have enough content. We have lectures. We have documentaries. We have um, webisode series. We have music videos. We have music streaming. All of these things will go underneath a streaming network. The streaming network that we are going to launch for the family is called Netterflix. We're in communication with the content providers in the community 
to um, definitely present to you libraries of never never seen before footage, original programming, as well as access to both live streams and lectures and things of that nature. It will be a subscription service. We look forward to the support of the family because this is something major right here, and this is something that we need because, I mean, YouTube is cool and everything, and I appreciate the rise of the platforms and what they're providing to people, but when we're talking about um, original content, original programming, when we're talking about being able to cut out the middleman and, you know, not dealing with the restrictions because the restrictions that YouTube give gives you, I don't know if the family is familiar with that, but they're not playing. Like, you know, they're very strict on what they allow you to do and what they won't allow you to do. I have my, my channel personally was um, went under a strike, okay? And, um, you know, we don't want to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't like dealing with YouTube when it comes to housing the materials that we have. And if and like I said before, because of the propaganda that's taking place in society right now, not just you know just all around in society, there's certain content that YouTube is basically removing channels for because they're deeming that to be subversive. All right. So I don't really want to deal with networks where they're monitoring and censoring what it is that we have to say and what it is that we're doing. So the solution to that is to own your own servers and to own your own streaming service, and that's what we're bringing forth with the streaming service that we will be launching somewhere around the beginning of the new year in spring, all right? So, you know, look forward to that. And definitely, like I said, definitely show your support when you um when you, when you hear about that. And like I said, if there are different brands out there, content creators, they want to be a part of the network. KTL Empowerment at Gmail. That will be the email that you will that that will be the email that you would use to send your contacts. As soon as everything is ready to go, everybody will receive an email. Okay, that will let them know that it's time to go, and, you know, we'll just take it from there, okay? But, um, you know, that's coming soon as well. Uh, Hip-hop, like we mentioned before, not a billion-dollar industry, a trillion-dollar industry. Progenitors of hip-hop, such as Africa Bambada and Cool Herc, are still with us. You know what I'm saying? They support the conscious community. They are some of the architects, uh, Africa Bambada primarily that I'm speaking of, one of the grand architects of the conscious community, one of the reasons why you have access to the National Black Theater to do your conscious thing. That That is African Bimbada that opened that up, okay? He's been very active both behind the scenes and in front of the scenes in the community ever since his um, entry into the community in the last 20 years, I would say. So the same person who brought the gangs together in the 70s and formed hip-hop or the culture of hip-hop, um, Music, the MC, Master of Ceremony, the breakdancing, the graffiti, the culture, the fifth pillar is culture and knowledge, okay? And the other one is, I said, dancing, graffiti, um, culture, uh, MCing, and DJing, okay? So this man brought the gangs of New York together, killers, straight 
you if you watch the um, documentary Rumble Kings or Rubble Kings from a from a dystopian um, society, go and look at Detroit, and that was the Bronx in the seventies. These were stone cold stone cold gangs out there, gang culture unlike anything that you've ever seen. The gangs of these days can't even measure up to what New York was going through. This man brought these gangs together and formed hip hop, so he's here bringing the groups together who seem to be more hard-headed than the fucking gangs, and he's trying to bring them together to form what is known as it's a concept, a conscious community, the concept of a workable community. And he's been successful in some of his endeavors. And in some other endeavors, he's been very frustrated because he feels like he's been going up against a brick wall with certain people who don't want to come together and don't want to work together and don't want to come in the rooms together. All right? So when you're dealing with hip-hop, going back to the whole streaming service that we talked about, the um, the new move, like I said, is their people are forsaking the labels and they're going straight to streaming. So the revenue in the whole streaming service is in the billions. You know what I'm saying? Um, the whole thing with title, I don't really want to use title as an example because there's a lot of negative connotation to the titles. But right now in 2015, on-demand streams are up by 93%, all right? So yearly, on a yearly course, it was at 55% in 2014. It's risen to 93%. CD album sales are down 11%. Digital album sales are down 3%. Digital track sales are down. Vinyl album sales are up. 51% in 2014. So people are actually going back to the vinyl, to the wax. You dig what I'm saying? To the source. But they're also doing streams like Spotify, Pandora, Tidal, and now Beats through Apple and whatnot. That is gaining a lot of momentum due to the rise in both mobile, right, the cell phones, the smartphones, the iPhones, the Androids, and other aspects. But people are getting into streaming. And that's a beautiful thing for us in the conscious community or those of us who are building up our own industries because there's a lot of music that is being made. There's no real filter system where we could all, you know, there's no channel where we could all listen to that music. We need to develop that, okay? And that's what we're proposing, developing our own streaming service of conscious music, um, classical conscious music. I mean, to be honest with you, it'll be like, It'll be re- it'll be difficult to get these artists that are contracted to these labels because of all of the paperwork and all of the intricate you know um, checks and balances that take place. But that won't stop us, you know what I mean, from doing what we have to do for the independent artists, the ones that are contracted to themselves. Okay, because you don't like them if you have not dealt with the industry before and you're not familiar with all of the red tape. And the, and the loops that you got to jump through to deal with these artists that are almost like slaves to these to these plantations that they call uh, labels, you know, it's, it's heart-wrenching sometimes, the things that you have to do to get the clearance and, you know, in order to utilize the, um, the, the intellectual property of an artist. So we need to just create our own, and we need to be in charge of our own um, catalogs, our own masters, and we need to run with this. This is called liberation. This is this is Garvey's dream come true. This is what he talked about. All right? So 
We could talk about the film industry as well because that's an aspect of art. I'm sure the family is familiar with Bollywood. Bollywood has surpassed Hollywood as the world's largest um, film industry, okay? Hollywood gets it because of all of the fame and all of this other stuff and the, and the glitz and the glamour, but the industry in India has surpassed it, all right? Um, $2.8 billion film business. So when you want to study um, a film uh, film industry outside of Hollywood, I suggest that we study Nollywood as well as Bollywood in order to find the formulas that is going to be needed to create Gollywood or whatever wood we decide that we want to create. But we know that it's not going to be Hollywood. You, you know, I'm not going through that. You know what I'm saying? Good luck to anybody that is going through that. You know, the casting couch, you know, the Kabbalist, you know what I'm saying? The, um, Basically, the the four genres that black actors and actresses fall under, the Chitlin circuit, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I don't think we should be dealing with that. I think that they've fed off of our energy exclusively for too long, all right? They are not um, in a position or we should not look for them to tell our stories. We should not look for them to resurrect our heroes. We should not look to them to represent who we are through their lens. It's not going to happen. And if you think that it's going to happen in these days and times, then you are retarded. You know what I'm saying? They'll give you a piece. They'll give you the, they'll buy the Nat Turner movie and release it maybe one day for you. You feel what I'm saying? They'll do little things like that to help quell the, uh, the, the restless ones. But ultimately, the level of storytelling that has to be done, Afrofuturism, Afro-surrealism, the reinterpretation of some of the folklore that we all grew up or some of us have no idea of, the African folklore. Um, many of the great um, giants who walked in our community, the pantheon of giants, the Garveys of the world, the Drew Ali's of the world, and things of that nature, they need their stories told. They need to be immortalized on film, on screen. So that is our duty. Before we start talking about uh, doing the next barbershop or the next uh, uh, hood movie where we, you know, show how many of our own we could kill and, 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 and you know, put into forms of uh, servitude, no, let's focus on dealing with, the stories that need to be told because the spirits of those ancestors actually need to be avenged or they need to be resurrected and corrected. Okay. So that's where we're going. All right. The next network or the next genre that we're building on is clothing. Um, I'm not sure if the whole, if the family's familiar that um, we have a clothing line, Kings County, Okay, we also have another clothing line called Soldier Culture that deals with more of the RBG type of uh, apparel. We were some of the first ones that came out with the Army shirts, the military shirts with the Army patches on it back in, like, 2003, okay, 2004 and whatnot. And um, we're resurrecting that line. Brother Blue Pill has his line um, that he's just launched, that he put forth. Okay, we have other clothing lines inside of our network. We have other clothing lines with inside the community. We want to say salute to all of the clothing lines. Most importantly, our brother Pharonic, uh Pharonic brand, Pharaoh, salute to you, brother. Um, all of the great works that you've done in the community. 
for your brand, all of the product placement that you've been able to achieve. It's honorable. You know what I'm saying? And salute to you. Much success to you, my good brother. We also have uh, Nagash. That's a, clo- that's a clothing line as well as a footwear line out of Detroit. Salute to the young guards. Um, our brother, Sirock, our sister, Sirock, our brother, Soul Messiah, they have their merch line. What we want to do inside of this network of clothing brands is come together and when we do when we when we begin to infuse the um the budget or we begin to infuse the funds into the budget, what we're gonna do is we're gonna come together and begin to purchase the machinery that is needed to take our clothing brands or our clothing lines to the next level. We're also gonna come together and join and we're gonna buy in bulk from overseas through Alibaba and other portals that allow you to shop with the manufacturers who deal with wholesale in bulk. Now, if you could point me to an African, right, or if you could point us to um, more melanated, you know, suppliers that exist outside of the borders of America where we could shop with them, then please do because that's what we're looking for as well. We would rather spend our money with Africans or we would rather spend our money with um, melanated brothers and sisters, heavily melanated brothers and sisters who are in the apparel industry before we spend it with um, the Chinese or the Asiatics, the Asians. You know what I'm saying? That that would be the last resort. The European is the absolute last resort. We will not spend, we do not want to spend a coin with them, especially when it comes to buying bulk because that's not what they do. You know what I mean? They're not the producers. They're not manufacturers. They are the ones who sell you shit. You know, they send it to China to get made, then they sell it to Negroes in America. You're the biggest market for them. You know what I mean? So they'll never tell you about China. They don't want you to know about China. They'll get mad if they see you in China. You dig what I'm saying? It's hands off China when it comes to the European because he's the middleman. You'll cut him out. You pop up in China, He, you don't need him no more. We're talking about actually going to China or actually going to Indonesia or going to Taiwan or going over in Vietnam to go to these factories and going into Haiti and going into Africa. There are factories. We have a factory in Haiti that we have um, affiliation with. Shout out to my brother Noble Bay, all right, and his parent, his mother, matter of fact, she is an owner of a factory. All right? Respect. Huh? I said much respect for that. Yes, and it's not a sweatshop. I want to reiterate that, that it's not a sweatshop. And this factory has contracts and dealings with Walmart and other major brands in America. They contract through the factory, and it's not a sweatshop. These are not young children working in a factory getting two cents a day. These are mm-hmm. young, these are young adults, adults and elder adults who are receiving a pay that is conducive to not only their lifestyle, but it is above the average for the pay rate of Haitians, okay? So we want to support them. We want to give them our business. We want to go over to Haiti and hug some babies and kiss some ladies and let them know that we're here to support Paro. Currently, Paro is a a $167 billion industry. It was that in the year 2000, okay? Paro... I don't care about a recession. There's no recession for apparel. Apparel is still doing what apparel does, okay? Apparel is still selling. The biggest brand, one of the biggest brands in apparel is Nike, Zara, H&M, Adidas, 
okay? These are worldwide brands. You feel what I'm saying? So we are going to tap into those markets. There's nothing that can stop us from creating our own Nike if we choose to do so. There's nothing from stopping us to create our own Adidas or H&M if we choose to do so because the only thing that we got as a people at this point when they took 